Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Oh, tell me about it, man. Yeah, I'm recording. All right. Let's uh, start the show then. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. Andy. Hey, now. And George. Hello. Hi, everyone. This is episode 219, Review Series Volume 7, The Oxy-5 Helicopter. All right. All right, yeah. This is one I've been kind of waiting for for a while, huh? Yeah, not even a year. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't even been a year. It's funny because I look well, back at the date I purchased this, and it yeah. was July of 2019. So I'm like, well, I know I was getting my balls busted about building it. So I was <laughs> like, yes. probably only been so, flying it like three to six months. Yeah, roughly. six months. Okay, so my question is, what? how long did it take you to build it? I mean, we could go over it in the main topic, but I'm just curious. I don't remember. I'd, I'd have to go back and listen to episodes to figure it out. I, I, I know it's at least been, it was three months at least, I, I think. And I don't remember flying it too much in the cold, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Hasn't been really, yeah. it's been a really crazy winter and so it really wasn't that cold. Yeah. All right. So let's catch up with everyone's week. Uh, who'd like to go first? <laughs> Jeez. Wow. I can go. <laughs> All right, cool, George. Yeah, let's see. It's been about the same old thing. I kind of feel like Jack Nicholson in The Shining, you know, being <laughs> locked down, printing 3D parts, working on helicopters, working from home. Seems like that's the way it was before the virus hit. But uh, yeah, I've been uh, I've been doing some trading, building. I got the um, got that Roban 800 size UH1 in um, set up with the Icon 2 in it. And got it out and been flying it. Nice. I thought, well, to get it balanced, I, I thought, well, I'll put these two big 6250s I've got in here, Roaring Tops. They're probably about the size of a 5100 Admiral or something like that. But uh, they're pretty big batteries. But they're not real uh, real high C. I think they're like 40C. So I go out there and I'm flying it and just kind of getting the feel of it and I had my timer set for five minutes, and I thought, well, it'll go easy more than that. So I went I went about eight minutes, came back in, checked everything. It still had like 78% in both batteries. It was just, uh, I can't believe it. Wow. I mean, you could fly for at least 15 minutes easily, I would think. Those are pretty good batteries, and... Uh, I was just impressed with that, but uh, it's pretty uh, pretty cool. Those are some big blades. They're full 800-size blades. <laughs> you don't want to get it right eye level, head high with you. No. And, uh, stay out of the wash. I did that. I've been working on my another AH-6, the MD-500 type birds, the six-bladed head and tail setup I'm working on. It's all the 3D printed guns and rockets and everything. I guess that's about it. You know, I haven't bought anything, I don't think, this week. Maybe some filament. Yeah, I've just been getting a lot of little things done around the around the hangar, working on, put a new, 
uh, audio system in it and got all my computers and everything ran through it. So have, we can watch movies and everything out here now. If, if we ever have a Wii again. Jeez. But, uh, <laughs> other than that, it's been about the same old, same old. Nice. That's essential for me, man, in my, my working area. Have a little TV on in the background, like background noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, all you do is TV or music. Do I find it distracting, Andy? Yeah, TV. No, because it's the same episodes of Seinfeld that I've seen a billion times. <laughs> oh. To the point now where it's just like, I'm part of the show. <laughs> I can recite everything in my head. And yeah, it was Hell's Kitchen for the longest time, but now it's Seinfeld. I'm that way with Apocalypse now. <laughs> wow. But it's just the background. Background noise, gotta have it on so I can think straight. If it's too quiet, I go crazy. Go have I've something to muffle those voices in your head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the tinnitus is awful. Just constant, you know, ringing all the time. Well, the problem Every with time. it is they started calling it tinnitus, and then halfway through they changed it to tinnitus or whatever. So everybody Wait, now is like, "Well, yeah, I can't hear because they were. I swear they were calling it something different." <laughs> Tintinitis. I don't know. They're calling it tinnitus or something now instead of tinnitus. I don't know. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. They even explained it on the radio that they've they've changed the name. But I think people now are like, well, I got to have it because I could have sworn last year they were calling it something else. Maybe I do have hearing problems. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, geez, I'll go next, man. I really didn't do much hobby-related. At all, except uh, write a review for the Oxy 5. And uh, I got one flight in, and it was on my Blade S2 Nano in my garage. Because <laughs> this weekend was nothing but rain. The last couple of days, on and off rain. And I didn't do much at all. i just been knocking out home projects like mad due to this. Thanks to this vacation I've gotten. That honey-do list got to be pretty small now, huh? Well, it was never really... A honey-do list, it was more like, I want to do this shit, you know? Mm. Like, like this area of the garage I want to clean up, and I wanted to fix, like, certain things. And Well, I guess, yeah, I do have, my wife wanted me to build a couple shelves in the, in the, underneath the kitchen counter, so I'm working mm-hmm. on that today. Nice. But, yeah, just dumb shit like that. That's all I've been really doing. How about you guys? Who's next? Um, I'll go next, since it seems like um, Andy's the only one that's actually... <laughs> Been doing a lot of RC stuff. So, yeah, I didn't fly. Um, I didn't wrench, even though I have stuff to wrench on. Um, and I didn't buy anything RC-related, sort of, except for buying a case of Byron's 30% fuel for the uh, YS motor I have. Um, on the other hand, I did buy myself a Miata. I did yeah. get my DIY desk about 50 60% done. And I did buy some Miata-related parts. So... My other hobby that's forming. Um, so I kind of did all my other hobbies except for RC. I did my woodworking hobby by building a desk. That's just, um, it's standing. So it's enough for me to like mount, you know, use it as a desk. But mm-hmm. I still need to um, get some drawers made and just kind of do some wrapping up on it. But overall, um, it's nice to have like a big desk where. I have my laptop, my podcasting mic, my vertical screen or whatever the screen heart, the portrait mode screen I have, a 27-inch monitor for. And then I also have the CR10 on the corner 
on the left side. And it's still like plenty of room for me to do other stuff on the desk if I wanted to, like, you know, if I wanted to build a model or something. So I got a question about your, your printer, your CR 10. Yeah. Is it going to stay there on the end of your desk or is that just, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I used to have the old printer. Sorry. Uh, well, what are you going to do if you've got in the middle, like a big long print or something and you need to be doing something else? To not make a lot of noise this printer is super quiet um i've had this running during you know when we record podcasts and yeah. i believe you you know folks said you couldn't hear it and that was back when it was on the floor but with a different mic so i think this mic is more directional so it won't pick up any of that exterior noise because of the, the cardio the, i don't know what they call it the the, the way that it, it picks up sound it's the cardio yeah. So it's very like directional, I guess. I don't think it'll transfer vibration though through the desk since it's actually um, sitting on it. Probably not. And even if it does, this mic is full floating inside. So there's a pop filter and it's yeah. it's isolated within the mic itself. So even if I move this arm, which I'm moving now, I don't think you hear anything but right. me talking, right? Um, so I, I don't know. We'll see. If it does become an issue, then. Well, you know, I'll make iterations and we'll figure, I'll figure it, it out, right? Put it on a rubber mat or something, maybe. Yeah, rubber mat. I mean, it put does have rubber feet. feet. Yeah. It does have oh, rubber okay. feet that well, come that in. Would help. Yeah. Oh. And it's like, I think the rubber feet are even adjustable to like level the unit itself beyond leveling the bed, but leveling the whole, um, the gantry arm, the Z-axis and all that stuff. So okay. I was just curious. I didn't know yeah. like how busy they were or whatever. Yeah, and recently I haven't actually been printing much. That's especially on my old printer. Once I got this new one, and then even then, like I printed, I don't know how many days worth of stuff, and I kind of stopped. Um, so right now, I'm not even really using the printer, and it's not even plugged in. So, but I do yeah. need to. Um, I am going to use it. I do need to print some useful things for the garage and for um, for the desk because I want to, you know, I drill out these one and a half inch um, holes. For like wire access, but I want to make a little plastic grommet oh, thing plugs. that goes in there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah just cool. to kind of surround and make it look a little neater. And I'll just print it out mm-hmm. black or something, so it should it should match pretty good with the wood, with the black hardware that I got for the drawer um, handles and stuff. So yeah, we'll see. Um, like I said, if it does become an issue, I'll just move the printer somewhere else. I am building a back shelf in my right next to the family room, like with this little storage room I have, I'm going to be building a, a wooden shelf where I'm going to have my other two printers there anyways. Okay. So I can make room for this one if, if it does become an issue. Uh, let's Well, your see. desk looks really cool. You sent a picture, and it, yeah. uh, I was impressed. Oh, thanks, man. Um, like I said, it's still a work in progress, but I just I got enough to where it can stand, and I can like I wired up two power strips to it. And I try to do some cable management to make it nice and neat. So it's yeah. not like, you know, my old desk was shit everywhere. Um, so <laughs> I'm trying to refrain from putting stuff back on this desk. <laughs> like Six I, months? Yeah, I, know, I give it like a week. <laughs> 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 because you look at the rest of the family room, and I'll send you guys a picture. It's hilarious. Like the desk is immaculate. It's clean. It's well organized. Yeah. And then I turn around, and everything's on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> because I took everything off the desk, everything around the desk, and cleared that space. Well. I need to clear the rest of the room now because right. <laughs> I got it. But uh, yeah, I'll be building some drawers and stuff. So yeah, I'll be able to put some stuff away uh, yeah. once I get those drawers built. 
but yeah, I'm excited. I bought a Miata. I'm gonna build a race car, like strictly race car. Nice. You know, it's it has you know it has a clean title, so I can register, it, and I probably will initially register it. But like, I mean, I'm going full ten point roll cage in there and where cutting out it? the doors, cutting out the interior, and everything. So where is it sitting mm-hmm. right now? Is it inside or it's, outside? It's outside. It's sitting at the right in front of my truck. So you know how my driveway kind of yanks right and left a little? Yeah. It's sitting right when it starts to go straight again because I have that pile of wood at the end of the driveway. So I got some stuff to move around. And I, I was – I did want to do this past weekend is move all the wood. I got a couple of pallets. So I was just going to put some pallets down as like a base on the grass and just put all the wood on there and, and put the tarp back on. But I got gout and couldn't do anything <laughs> at that point. Yeah. So That sucks too. But, yeah, you know, it does suck. It sucks big time, but I can't recall the last time I had it. And I know it's definitely been over a year since I see my podiatrist, like my foot doctor. So, I mean, if it's once a year this shit happens, I'm okay with it. Hopefully I can get better uh, with my diet and exercise and not ever get it. But I went over a year without getting a, an acute attack. So, you know, which yeah, in good. my opinion was lucky because usually it was three to six months I would get one like you know, especially six months, it would be like clockwork. Yeah. You know, so. Hey, dude, before we move on to Andy, I just forgot something uh, in my during my week. Yeah. I got a, fo- uh, a phone call from Frank Mordiello's checking up on me, and I got to give Frank a shout out saying, thanks, buddy. That was really cool, man. Um, just the hobby never ceases to amaze me, man. And I, and I also got um, a text from James Cadiz. Um, mm-hmm. doing the same thing, like checking up on me, just seeing how we were doing up here in the Northeast. And, um, man, it was, it's, it's really cool, man. And just, I, I've been in touch with Mike Finley on, uh, Facebook and he mm-hmm. kind of sent out a blank, blanket statement asking how people were doing. And it's just been really cool, man. Just yeah. all, all the people I know in the hobby, just seeing how everybody's doing, you know? Yeah. I got the same thing from, from Cadiz. And I got I got one from Russell Bear on Facebook. He he pinged me. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I was doing. Um, yep. So yeah, yeah. Also, that's awesome that Russell hit us up. That's right. Yep. So I just wanted to mention that man. Give those guys a yeah, shout out. Frank didn't hit, didn't message me. Gosh, I, I guess I know. You? I guess I know who he likes on the podcast. Well, yeah. He said he, <laughs> he said I can't wait till you come down to Florida and fly with me. Yeah. <laughs> But you've already done that, so he's probably like, all right, I'm not going to ask Steven. He's already done it. i got to ask Kevin get him down here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> all right. Um, Andy, you go. And then before the main topic, I, I do have one thing I want to say. But um, I'll wait for you to go first. Yeah. So what's up, Andy? What would you do? Well, I did stuff. I ended up finding that whiplash pinion after we got, stopped recording last week. Oh, yeah? Where was it? Uh, the, actually, it was in the first place I looked, which is like a little box full of just random crap that Tima had cleaned off the table. Uh huh. And I thought, oh, I wonder if it's in here. Sure enough, I dug around in that box and found it. There so you go. nice. I thought it would be, you know, a two-hour ordeal, and it took five minutes. So pretty happy about that. So I got it all put back together, and I flew it on Wednesday of last week. And then and again on Thursday, and uh, it's better for my style, one hundred percent. Yeah, 
Like awesome. uh, now I'm governed uh, around 1920, 1925, mm-hmm. I guess. Okay. And it holds the head speed much better. So, you know, by gearing down, I got more torque. Less, yeah. l- a little, little less head speed, but that's okay because I even fly my electrics at like 1850, 1900. Yeah. So I'm cool with 1900 and I can do like a, full pitch hurricane or something and it pulls down to like 18 1850 but then it just holds so that's pretty cool and nice. doing stuff like tiktoks or something i can be mm-hmm. way more stupid with the sticks and it doesn't pull down like the engine's just like solid just happier you know what yeah. I mean? yeah so nice. I'm pr- pretty happy with that definitely think it was worth changing out and i noticed the engine was running a little bit cooler as well mm. like doing uh four or five revolution like i said basically full collective pitch like a big giant hurricane or something mm-hmm. and the temp was staying considerably lower than it was before now i didn't do a back-to-back like during the same day same weather sure. to know but I do feel like it's 20, 30 degrees cooler, which nice. makes sense because more torque, it's, it, you know, it's running. It can pull better without overloading the engine as much. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask, I wonder if you, if you check like your throttle endpoints throughout your flight yeah, I, uh, before and after to kind of see like you were at 90 before and now you're at 85 or something, you know? Well, I mean, I'm pulling it down, so I'm sure it's 100%. Mm. Like, when I'm doing that, I'm not, like, if I'm governed at 1920, mm-hmm. it's pulling down to, like, 1820. So, it's at a hunt. The governor's putting it at 100%. Yeah, he's giving everything. Now, like, on TikToks or something, I didn't really look at those. It could be different. Sure. Mm-hmm. But where I was just, like, really just, like, pouring the coal to it, Give it it all yeah. just got see what happens you know full pitch climb outs and stuff forcing yeah. it to go to a hundred percent basically and then just mm-hmm. stay there for you know 30 45 seconds right right or a minute whatever just as long as i could keep it going and like i said it was i mean it's a gasser you can bog it if you're really stupid with it but that being said i can tell that i can be way more stupid and the engine's still happy. Like, just do super sloppy TikToks and stuff, and the engine sounds like it's running a, a more consistent RPM. So it definitely suits my smooth, lower head speed kind of flight style. So I'm happy with that. Uh, like I said, I flew it again on Thursday, and I did, took the XL Power took the grips off of that and swapped out the dampeners. I checked the spindle. It was straight. I mean, I didn't put it in V blocks, but I rolled it on glass and stuff, turned it in the head. It was pretty straight, but I ended up having to change it anyway, because the XL power comes with button head cap screws for the spindle, the bolts that hold the grips on. Huh. 
Really? I had talked about it, that in the review, how yeah. I was like, yeah, this is kind of shitty. And sure enough, one of them stripped out. I was able to get it out because the other one held. I had uh-huh. to heat it considerably to get it out. So uh, I end up just not even worrying about the one that stripped out. I just put the new spindle in. It's only a few dollars. Yeah. I went to Home Depot and got some socket head cap screws. Actually, nice. as many bolts as I have, I didn't have that particular size because it's an M6 one by okay. like 12. And the socket head screw works fine. The blade does contact it once you fold it all the way around before the blade contacts the grit, though. So I'm sure in a crash, it might dig in a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to worry about it. It definitely doesn't affect it in normal. Like you can even fold the blades around and put them in the holder and everything. Mm -hmm. So I'm not, not really going to worry about it. If it dings the blade in a crash, well, it is what it is. Those, Those button head screws are just, they're absolute shit. I don't know why anybody would use them on anything. I mean, they're okay for a decorative thing or something where you don't have to put much torque on it. Yeah. But any place, like even frame screws on like the galleys and oh, stuff. Oh, couldn't stand it. Yeah, we used to change them all out because yep. they're, just, they're just shit. They'll yeah. strip out when you try to take them apart. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As soon as you yeah. get Loctite on them and tighten them yeah. down, that's it. I can't mean, get you them out. If you look at them, you have basically like half the depth of a yep. socket head. So yeah. there's just not enough grip for the driver in there. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I swapped it out. I was able to test fly it today, and uh, it's way better. Uh, I forgot to mention that I took the main shaft out, and it seems perfectly straight as well. Main okay. shaft bearings felt fine. And the bearings in the head feel fine. Like, I couldn't, so I didn't change them. Uh, uh, I did fly, and it's way, way better. But it still has a little bit of a bobble at a certain RPM. Like, you can detect it as you're spooling up or spooling down. And my tracking is just slightly out don't know why i've got to redo that but it's it's better but it's still not a hundred percent that makes sense i don't know why the tracking which it was out a little bit before i just attribute it to bearings or something so i may have to go back and replace the bearings even though they feel perfect and look fine i thought the spindle might be bent just slightly and that was causing the tracking to be out so it might be just a matter of adjusting that, and it may be fine. But I don't know where that RPM-specific little wobble's coming from. It's it's very low, because at like 1,500 in a hover or something, it's fine. It's smooth, flies fine, and anything from there up is fine. So I imagine it's somewhere around like a 1,300, 1,400 RPM. is where it's got just a little bit of a wobble like the mm-hmm. skids shake a little bit you know what i mean okay it could just be some sort of resonance thing that may be almost impossible to get out 100 percent. 
So I'm not going to worry too much about it. I'm going to adjust the tracking and stuff and kind of see what happens. If it flies fine after that, I'll just don't worry about that transition wobble. It really won't hurt anything. But at, uh, it seems to be flying okay. Like I said, I'm going to adjust the tracking and see what happens with that. Uh, try to figure out why it's out. So <laughs> that's a big, long, long-winded way around to saying it's way better, but it's still not 100%. And I only got one flight on it, so I didn't really have time to, to do a whole lot with it. So yeah. we'll see. Still got more to do. But the gas was flying good now. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Yep. So what do you want to touch on, Steve? So everyone knows my gripes about AMA. Uh, my gripe for AMA has gone bigger now. Uh-oh. Because how the hell are you going to do an article about RC podcasting and you talk about, what, two or three podcasts? You talk about your own podcast, self-centered SOVs. You talk about BK, which is great. You know, Burn Cow, famous people in the hobby. So they get recognition regardless. And then RC Roundtable, which those are great guys. No no offense yeah, to they, them. They deserve to be in there. 100%. They deserve to be there. They're involved with AMA and they do magazine yes. articles. Yeah. Yeah. They're very there. in there in the hobby. Right. And that's fine. You know, but we're not included. Not even a, an honorable mention. I have a problem with that. We've been out the longest of all of these. We've produced more episodes than all of these combined, I think. Yeah, I would say you know? that's probably reasonable. You know? Consistently, and every week. Consistently, yeah. Right? Some I mean, if you do the math, we... Every we, two weeks, some put them out once every two months. We're, yeah. consisting in, we're consistent in our bashing of the AMA. <laughs> so, I mean... You know, but but regardless, <laughs> regardless, you know, if you're going to do something about an RC podcast, you got to be fair. You got to take what's available now. And, you know, maybe if it's like, sure, we don't know if we're going to publish this and that podcast is going to end the next day, right? So, sure, you wait on some of the other ones that might be smaller, but you give them a mention at the very least. Um, I think it's very biased for them to do this. And if they're trying to represent all of the hobby, then they should be representing all of the RC podcasts too. That's my gripe. Screw you, AMA. You know what? It'd be interesting to find out if Bert, you know, and, and Kyle got contacted at all. If they even knew that they were going to mention them in the latest AMA magazine. Potentially. I'd, I mean, I'd who be knows? curious to know. Yeah, probably. I mean, I, I don't have the, the actual article in well, front of me. I tried looking it up, but I mean, whoever wrote it could have, you know, it was Matt, Bert. Matt Ruddick wrote it. Was Matt Ruddick. The guy that oh, okay. So no wonder AMA it's, it, yeah. Yeah, no wonder. Okay. Is there any correlation between Matt and and uh, Bert? You know the BK podcast because I know he knows Andre, and I know and the and the After Hours show. I know he knows. Is Andre know. still even doing episodes? I yeah yeah haven't yeah, been keeping he's up still with him. him. Okay, good. And I know he knows the after you know the, the sure, RC Roundtable guys and his own show, but yeah. I don't know how he you know I don't know if he knows Bert or has has any. Probably. I mean, I'm sure Bert and Kyle both have been featured in Model Aviation Magazine yeah, before. True. Yeah. 
You know, a lot of aircraft magazines. So, so regardless, is when you're doing an article like that, you should do some research and if, provide. If it, that. Would it, if it would just talked about the AMA podcast and maybe RC yes. Roundtable, I'd say, yes. oh, okay, that's sure, that's fine. Yes. yes, but if you're going to include BK and After Hours, well, you should include all of them. At least an honorable mention, like, hey, these are some other podcasts the ones that are out been there. Been around for several years and have yeah. multiple couple hundred episodes and we mention them weekly the other shows because we want to promote the hobby nah screw that not anymore well i have officially not, removed them from our list of fellow podcasters <laughs> oh the, yeah his show not the ama podcast no the ama podcast yeah 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 nah yeah i did see that i thought that was just wrong and a couple people came and pointed that out to me oh really yeah messages like how could they not talk about your show, or at least give you a mention. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I kind of flipped through it really quick. Mm-hmm. Maybe the listeners should, mes- should message him and say, hey, why'd you leave these out? Yeah. Yeah, yeah call to all Free Fall RC podcast listeners. Message Matt. Message him on his podcast itself. But you too. know, these guys mention you every single week. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, yeah. we give an honorable mention every week to all the podcasts. Because, you know, like... We want to see the hobby grow. Yeah. Yeah, we, we want to support his shows. him. Promote. We promote his episodes, a lot of them, where he's talking yeah. about FAA stuff. Yeah. So yeah. we've definitely promoted him. It's kind of a... Yeah, Dickhead move. <laughs> so, whatever. It is what it is. I just think that that's kind of fucked up. I do have to agree with you, though, in, in certain respect, dude. You know, because... It's not hard to find uh, a list of RC podcasts and their last nope. date that they've aired and, you know, the number. It's not that hard. I've done it. And if I can yeah. do it, <laughs> anybody, sure, can, do anybody it. can. Anybody do. Any of your podcasting feeds, you just <laughs> look up RC podcasts and it'll come up. Kevin can do it. Anybody can do it. Yeah. <laughs> if a caveman can do it. <laughs> uh, anyways, I'm off my soapbox. That's all I wanted to say, you know. Matt, you're dead to me. Okay, so let's move on to the main <laughs> topic here. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, you know, they were always really good to me. Yeah. Yeah. They fixed me a cake for my, uh, what was mm-hmm. it, like 800th day or something. Yeah. It was oh, nice. Yeah. yeah and, and I, I will. Wait, wait, wait. I didn't wait, even have a podcast. Wait, let's go back. Wait just a second. I will disagree with Steve about screw the AMA. It's not their fault. Let's yeah. just keep our beef with the author of this article. Yes, the author of this. the AMA yeah. podcast. It's not the AMA's fault. No, no. 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 It's not that the organization's fault. It is the one person who wrote this article. Yeah, I mean, and maybe the editor, too, because they're also ones who are proofreading all these articles for publication, right? So, yeah. But, yeah, no, I'm not trying to say all of AMA and that work sucks, but, yeah, this guy does. Anyways, let's move on to the main topic. I'm, I don't want to talk about that anymore. <laughs> all right so oxy five review yes uh, it's about boy. time yes so tell us about your first impressions huh uh my first impressions were it's an oxy it comes in a box i mean <laughs> i i actually though i i didn't write this down but my first impression when i did start taking everything out of the box and laying it on the table was wow there's not a lot of parts to this helicopter mm. Like that's a good thing. Yeah. It's a good thing. And you know, in a split second you go, what did I actually pay for? But, uh, <laughs> and, and not in a bad way. 
because you're you kind of looking at them and, you know, I mean, you pay for the research and, you know, the engineering of all of it. And yeah, uh, yeah. under the options that you can do with the Oxy 5 at the time that I bought it was uh, you can run 500 to 575 millimeter blades on it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think many people were doing 12S. I mean, primarily people were doing 6S at the time that I, I bought it and put it together, yeah, which was last year. Stretch kit stuff wasn't out. Yeah. Time. Yeah. So did you, let me ask you, did you get a pre-production kit or did you get, because I know you're on the team, so I wasn't sure if you got a pre-production or if you got an actual like first run of the production kit. I did get um, a first run of the production kits. I don't think I bought the pre-production kit. Okay. I'm trying to think okay. now when I bought the 550, the logo 550. I think that was earlier last yeah. year that mm-hmm. I bought that. And then when this came out, I was like, crap, I got to I gotta pick up one of these. Yeah. I got a question pertaining to first impression. Uh, as someone that's built several Oxy 3s, Oxy 4s and stuff, was it similar, like the way everything's packaged or bagged or like? What? Yeah. Yeah. It was basically just a larger just version. A larger. Of, yeah. Okay. Of the so if you built a three or four or something, this is going to be very similar and you're right. comfortable. I guess and what I'm looking for. That's in the build. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Nice. But it's packaged similarly. I think at the time you could get blades. I got, I didn't get blades with mine mm-hmm. or at the time you couldn't and you could for a while. And now you, now it's back again to where you, you only have one option to buy it without blades right now. Okay. So the first impressions was, you know, Hey, the canopy's nice. Um, mm-hmm. very cool design in the canopy. Uh, but yeah, like I said, you know, I pulled the parts out of the box and was like, wow, really, uh, not a lot to it. Yeah. And I think back in the day we were getting, I'm trying to remember now, were we getting a small CD with the manual on it? I believe we were. Yeah. The Oxy 3, we got a manual, which right. is a CD. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's no longer in the box. Uh, it's all online yeah. now, which is fine. Yeah. yeah who even has a CD? <laughs> who has the CD wrong? I don't, right. I don't exactly. know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to to send out CD-ROMs, and it's like you know you can send out a thumb drive, but you could also just post on your web page. I feel like that's just as fine. Yeah, yeah, and even better, right? Because you can you can update the web page quicker than you can update all these little thumb drives or CD-ROM, Absolutely. you know, versions. Yep. So, yeah, awesome. So the build, the build I gotta say was I wrote was very good. Uh, yeah. No misaligned holes or anything like that. And I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think of all the other models that I've built, and uh, I, I haven't built, you know, nearly the amount that you guys have. Um, but uh, didn't really come across that, even in some of the cheaper ones. Um, maybe some of the cheaper, you know, back in the day, 450 kits that I had, where I had some holes that were misaligned, but uh, nothing like that on this model. And one of the things that amazed me was on the frame. Like right out of the box when I was putting it together on the frame had keyed areas like the vertical mounts had little keys for like some of the horizontal mounted pieces that you couldn't get in the wrong orientation because they were nice. keyed in the right direction. That that nice. kind of was something I I don't know. You guys probably might have seen it on other models, but I hadn't seen that before. Uh, definitely mm-hmm. not on the Oxy easy. three or four. 
Yeah, I'm trying to remember what model did I see that on. I think I when I built that Gowie. It's easy and quick to, to build, huh? Yeah, and, and it yeah. adds to the rigidity of the frame, too. Yeah, sure. Definitely. Right. And like you're saying, it just, you know, doesn't, it makes it so you don't have any confusion on like, is this in right or is this upside down or is it backwards? You know, it's like, it only fits one way. So if it fits, it fits. Yeah. And you know, when you see something like that, I don't know, in my mind, when I see something like that, I'm like, wow, here's a little extra step they took. Kind of makes you feel like you're, you you got your money's worth, you know, like here's Mm -hmm. a little extra, extra design step they took and like, wow, you know, they're actually not just slapping these together, you know? Awesome. So the other thing I noticed was, you know, similar to every other model where a lot of assemblies were put together at the factory, but you always want to take those, you know, and uh, disassemble them, check them for Loctite. You know, so a lot of yep. times if it's, if it's, uh, if it says in the manual that it's been Loctited and you check it, you, you normally don't have to take it apart. Um, that's only what I do. I don't know if you guys still take that kind of stuff apart. I mean, I, I don't completely disassemble no. the swash plate if that's you know in the manual says it was assembled I take and it everything apart i'll even take the balls out of the bearings no sure. them. <laughs> yeah, <out of> mind. <laughs> yeah. uh, no if it's factory strip, strip installed the wire and everything <laughs> you strip the paint off the canopy strip then the repaint paint. it uh-huh now, if it's <laughs> if it's pre-assembled like from the factory especially with green loctite i don't bother yeah. Usually anything like bearings and stuff, those are green loctited. I don't bother. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the build was going very quick until I got to the servo size where I was using mini servos. Mm-hmm. And instead of the, uh, the size up from that, which it comes with that mounting for the, was that the small? Um, uh, so the mini to full size. The, the full size servos. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to go online, order a, a uh, little mini servo mount kit for that, um, mm-hmm. which took about a week to get, but I probably ordered other things when I ordered that, like, you know, your crash kit, you know, like a boom and a main gear, all that kind of stuff, the spindle shaft, the main shaft. And that's from Oxy? The- yeah. Links. Okay. Linksheli.com. Cool. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. can, if you want to do minis, you should order that mini servo mounting kit. Yeah, which yeah. I guess, you know, I guess to keep the cost down. I mean, it's not really that much to to buy it. I, I don't know. I that that was one of the things was I kind of was like, mm, I wonder why they, he didn't include that. And maybe if I see Luca again face to face, I'd ask him. But it was no big deal, you know. Just order it. I mean, if you're not used to ordering stuff at this point, the hobby's yeah. not right for you, you know. <laughs> yeah. I don't imagine many people are using minis. Yeah. In the size daily, though, to be honest. Now for 550. Yeah. Minis are usually 500 and smaller. I think, uh, I think I was just going with what, whatever I had had. Well, yeah, yeah, had, yeah. You know, and it keeps wise. the weight down. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's fine. I'm just saying traditionally, most people would probably use full size. Yeah. Yeah. And it keeps the price down, too. I mean, you can get them cheaper. Yeah. yeah price and weight for sure. Yeah. But the uh, one of the things that really impressed me was the blade grips themselves, both the main mm-hmm. and the tail blade, had like a slot cut out in them, you know, as you w- would put the blades in, going from, you know, outside, from inside to out. And then the spacers for the blades also had like the inverse of that slot, like kind of like a yeah. little cylinder. Oh, nice. Which was 
cool with lining everything up. Like you could just slide everything in one shot. Mm-hmm. I like the goblin setup or it's more. like the goblin, but it has a stop on the washer. So you can't push the washer further than okay. the whole okay. couldn't line up. So yeah, it's it's oh, like a it's like the goblin version but improved. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. I thought that was a great hate idea. Those things up. Yeah. 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 I hate it. I always. That's why, like, the goblins are like, oh my God, it's so much easier. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, that's sweet. That's Yeah. A- so Luca <laughs> took that design and even made it better, in my opinion, you know, by yeah. by making those spacers have that um, stop on them. So it kind of keys in. Yeah. And stops. Yeah, cool. Yeah. That's really cool. I didn't know that. And it's the same belt driven style with the two rollers uh, on the inside. Same boom setup with no supports. Uh, uh-huh. Very beefy. You know, if somebody got out of line, you could probably hit them over with a boom pretty good. <laughs> Do some damage. Right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that was – and it went together pretty quick. And I'm – right now I'm still using the, the stock landing gear. I didn't upgrade to the plastic okay. um, version of that yet. Yep. Mainly because it's been flying good and I haven't had any reason to really. Yeah. Uh, but I'll get into that. Nice. So my setup mm-hmm. is uh, the following. Uh, my motor is an Xnova 4020. It's a 1200 kV 8-pole motor. It's kind of standard for the 550s, I believe. Uh, that's standard for like, I guess that's like standard for 550. Yeah, I was about to say 4020s are 500-size motors. Yeah. I have a Hobbywing ESC. Uh, v V four HV one thirty amp. Don't and, update it. And the only what's that? <laughs> Nothing. I was <laughs> oh, just being a tool. I said don't update it. So with that motor, <laughs> what do you pull? Like eighty amps? Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say yeah, eighty yeah. hundred tops. <laughs> yeah, I think the reason I bought this was because I got a really good deal on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's the reason I have that on there. I don't have a UI sensor yet on this model, but I have. The same exact motor in uh, a 120 ESC on my logo 550, and yeah, that pulls around 80 amps. I very yeah. rarely even get close to 100 amps on that. Yeah, yeah, that was what I had. So, or like I said, I got, got yeah. a good deal on that. Um, the servos I'm running are the MKS HV 9767s on the cyclic and the HV 9780s on the tail, and that's been really well been working really well it's a uh mm-hmm. mikado v bar with neo on the model itself my blades are 550 on the main my tail blades are uh the 95s and they're both from lynx and cool. they've actually been pretty good blades i i'm not really yeah. somebody who can see the difference in the smaller models now i can tell slightly in the 690 you know and uh, when I put a different set of blades on that, but uh, the Lynx blades are good, man. I mean, been fine. Nice. And my setup's been—I uh, checked it before we started the show. Uh, Twelve and a half degrees up and down of pitch on that, which I kind of was surprised at because I hadn't checked that. And uh, just something I've been flying and I've gotten used to it and. If you had asked me, you know, without checking it, what it was, I probably would have said around 11. But, uh, yeah. So it's been 12 and a half and it's been, been good. Nice. 
my batteries that I've been running are Pulse uh, 5000 success at 45C, and I'm roughly getting about four minutes, more or less, probably a little bit more. Uh-huh. And the all-up weight, and this is a rough estimate, I don't really weigh mine, this was on the website, was uh, uh, 2,900 grams or roughly 6.4 pounds, something like that. You should weigh yours. I'm curious with the mini yeah. servos, the... Um the smaller motor and stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm curious what you're actually pulling. You might be less than that six pound mark yeah. or six and a half. But his ESC yeah. probably made up. Might add bit. some. Mm-hmm. Like the gain in the servos. But the motor's right. probably definitely lighter. So, yeah. That's basically the same motor I got on my 516, except I yeah. got the 1350 KV. Do you have something to weigh it with, Steve? Did you have yeah. something you could hang? Like luggage you can just, I mean, you can just, with six pounds, right? And that average, you could just weigh it on any food scale or. Just set up a, a balance and get a bunch of sticks of butter and do it AMA style. Oh, yeah, AMA style, because they know how to do things, right? I was just going to go to the local Acme and, uh, you know, put it on the scale with the oh, potatoes. Yeah, put it on the, the fruit and vegetable scale. Yeah. <laughs> Clean it <laughs> off the first, big, though. Big arm <laughs> moving that needle. That's cool. <laughs> Yeah. So my first flight, I wrote, I really can't comment too much on the first flight. It was uneventful. It didn't really have any bad tendencies. Okay. So successful maiden? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't know if you got video of it or not. I don't remember anything, you know, ridiculous happening to it. Like finding a push rod in the tail boom or anything like that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it it's been, you know, it was a good, I guess it was a good flight. Like I said, I can't remember it, so it couldn't have been too bad. Yeah. It's a big boom. You could put several push rods in it. Yeah. <laughs> Probably hide a Oxy-2 in there or something. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, man. <laughs> our next thing is crash, but uh, I didn't, I haven't crashed it yet. I might have had a sketchy auto, but haven't I haven't crashed it yet, so I don't know how it handles in a crash. And I'm guessing it's going to be like... You know, and uh, an oxy man, you know, yeah, because of the low parts count, you know. Do, do you auto it a lot? I'd say at least once when I'm at the field. I don't do it every flight. How does it auto? It's not too bad. I I, yeah. I wrote that down in oh, okay um, in the in the likes. You know, it's it obviously doesn't float as much as a six ninety and give you enough time, but. Uh, it's yeah, actually not, it's not too bad. Yeah. Cool. So moving on to the likes. Um, like I keep saying, the low parts count I really like because. Yeah, that's great. When the when it does go in, you're not going to have a high number of parts to replace, hopefully. And other than the uh, build comments that I had, the flights have been really good. Excellent flights. I've had a lot of fun with this. I'm probably going to say that a dozen times. I wrote that I've had it for like three to six months now, or the flight ready capacity, and I haven't done anything to it other than charge and fly it, uh, which I think is is really awesome, man. Yeah, I think it's a great 550 size heli, uh, but I also like my logo 550. I think that's a great helicopter, but it didn't have any of the problems with the tail like I had on that one. I had no problems yeah. really with this. It's been rock solid and stable in, in every way I can think of. Uh, it's been a great platform for me to improve my improve my flying. The TikToks have 
greatly improved. I mean, to the point where I'm just having so much ridiculous fun with it. It's, <laughs> it's very cool. It's, uh, I've been getting extremely more confident in what the, you know, what the helicopter can do and what it can take. Nice. And I wrote, I've autoed some, but obviously, you know, you could do it better on a larger model. Yeah. That's cool though. Have you, have you had any experience finding a similar type 550? Yeah. I have a logo 550 also. Mm-hmm. That like the one you've got, Andy? Um, no. And George, to, to elaborate a little bit further on that, that I sent that down to Florida and the last time I flew it was with Steve Shaw down at his field and that I put the icon on it and I have it on my DX6. So it's a little clunky, but, uh, that's the last couple of flights I had on it were really good and it's might be my setup, but everything's really quick on that. So I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious to see how it's going to, you know, uh, relate to my flying now with the Oxy five. Once I eventually get back down to Florida and uh, yeah. can, can take it you out, could, you know, I need to tune it a little bit so that tune the rates down a bit or something. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cause I wasn't even coming close to the edges of the sticks, you know? Um, but I'd like to, yeah, just definitely tune it down a little bit and, and look, I'd like to compare it, you know, yeah, but I cool. can't imagine, you know, I can't imagine that flying any that much different. I don't know. Because they still were, both of them, I was banging around pretty good. And I, I I had a lot of fun with both of them. Just the immediate characteristic of when I put that 550 together, the logo, you know, mm-hmm. that I had that tail issue. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 a bummer because because of that, like, you're... 90% of your experience with that helicopter was a kind of an annoying one, right? Like, it wasn't ever good, you know? Like, it wasn't, like, perfect out the box and you right. crashed it and now it's not right. It was like, no, from day one, it never really flew right. It was never perfect, and yeah. it was definitely better after I upgraded the tail. I got that yeah. UK metal version. Yeah, so, so you had got, like, an aftermarket sort of thing yeah. in the tail. Yep. Yeah. Bill, Bill clued me into that, and I picked that up, and that made it flyable but the which you could ignore the little tail you know wiggle back and forth which at that point it was just a little tiny bit of a wiggling right but it didn't go away completely until i put the icon on it which was very strange um, yeah that is like i'd love to get some more experience down in florida with that just to you know pursue that a little bit further to see if it was the icon which it's i don't know i would have to start tuning it a little bit you know Awesome. So my dislikes um, yeah. were nothing really I would change if I could. I did notice something early on, and I remember making a note of this, where when you're putting the tail pulley uh, on the shaft, there's a little pin that goes in, and the pin was shorter than the groove in the pulley, and I thought that was kind of strange. But maybe there's a engineering reason behind it that I didn't know. Why you know why it was there? Uh, it was a little little weird. Maybe it was something they were ironing out, but it made no difference in the flying or anything like that. You know, there's just a little something I made a mental note of. Like, why did they do this? You know. Yeah. But one thing that that I every time I fly it, I, I come across this. Uh, I'm so used to putting the helicopter down with the tail um, to my left 
and you know taking the canopy off with my right hand and pulling the battery out with my right hand but the battery release on the oxy is on the left hand side of the helicopter you know if, as you're looking towards the nose so i have to reach over the helicopter to pull that little pin out and then pull the battery out with my right hand which is a little awkward if it was on the right side i'd be able to just pull the pin out you know and pull the battery out why don't you pull the battery out with your left hand i don't know it's just something i'm used to now with every helicopter being the same way where it's always on the right side i just pull the pin and then just pull it straight out um if it's a pin why can't you can't mount on the other side right it's not universal no you know rob and i looked at that i think initially when i said something to him a few months ago and yeah, the, I think there's a hole in the frame. I think the frames are both designed the same, but there's mm-hmm. the, but the way mount the, itself is it? the mount on the battery tray. Yeah, is only one side right now. I guess I could try 3D printing something, but it's really not. I don't want to. I don't want yeah, I mean, to do that either. I just, I don't I just coming out and flight either. Hand. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I just I would just flip the helicopter upside down. Yeah, smash it on the <laughs> ground till the battery falls out. Uh, <laughs> there you go. You guys are not helping. Just. Just charge it in the helicopter. <laughs> My review of you guys during the show is make up some six-foot charge leads and just charge it in the helicopter. <laughs> exactly. Hill. Just leave it in the Six-foot charge leads, you'll be fine. That's there won't true. be that much yeah. resistance. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just one of the little – it's almost like a little pet peeve. You know, it's just a little tiny gripe yeah. that I have. If I could change it over, I would. Yeah. You know, but it's, it's fine. I mean, uh, I'll get used to it. I'm a professional. Uh-huh. I'll rise above it. Um, yeah, my tech tip, I don't know. Don't stop halfway through putting it together and clean your desk and then <laughs> lose parts lose and the then parts. and then order new parts and then find out they're in the tail boom after the fact. I don't know. That's one of my tech tips. Um, but go ahead, Steve. No, I was going to ask you, what do you think about the squealing noise that it makes on the tail? <laughs> I think it's uh, pretty cool. Okay, so it's a like. <laughs> yeah, I think it, the first wait, time I heard wait, it, I was what like, "Kind of squealing." That's pretty cool. You never you know, heard like the squeal? bearing kind of squeal, you know? No, it's it's kind of like a signature squeal of the Oxy Five. Of the Oxy Fives, yeah, yeah. Watch anyone who does like um, full pyro flips, just pyro flipping it. You just hear squeaky, 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 squeaky noise coming out of the tail. <laughs> and from what I can gather, it's because for some reason Luca designed only one. Um, I don't, know, I don't want to call it a trace, but what is it? Only one wall on one side of that tail pulley. So the belt, in my opinion, the belt squeaks on that. Because it doesn't ride, it doesn't ride in the middle, it rides against that belt, that, that, that wall, I guess, on the gear, on the pulley itself. And it's only on one side, not like a goblin where it has both and it can kind of travel back and forth. This one just has one side and it stays on that side. Um, and I noticed that like during like tail movements, like when you're doing like pyro flips and, you know, any type of pirouetting, you hear a little squeal coming from the tail. Yeah, it's almost like a mechanical. Like I, I can hear it when you're doing just straight up pirouetting. Mm-hmm. You can kind of hear it. It's like a, I think it's a belt rubbing on that that side. Yeah, I think I, you're that's right. the only thing I can I I can that's the only thing I can tell that would make it squeak like that because it sounds like a a belt or something squeaking. You know, like rubbing on something. Yeah. So. Like a grinding noise a little bit. Yeah. But it's very distinct for the Oxy Five, and I, and I actually like it. I think it's it's interesting that it makes a different sound. You know, anytime a helicopter makes a little bit different yeah. noise, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so, yeah. adds to the whole experience. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Some of the mods that you can do right now, 
is obviously the Meg mod, which is to upgrade it to a 625 helicopter. Mm-hmm. And you can change the landing gear to a more traditional landing gear setup where it's two plastic mounts and uh, some tubes for the landing struts gear. Pops. Yeah, struts and pipes. Yep, thank you. And you can also change the tail boom if you happen to crash to a painted version where it's like yeah, that um, looks pretty cool. white and orange. Yeah, that's available on the Lynx Heli site. But with everything that's going on in the world, I'm sure, uh, you know, that's slowing up some of the other, you know, modifications they would do. Um, nothing I would really modify, you know, maybe different canopy, but I kind of like the canopies they came out with originally for the three, you know, on the four. There's one that has mm-hmm. like racing stripes. I like that version. I do like the original version mm-hmm. uh, canopy. Awesome. That's it for now for mods. I haven't been on any sites on Helifreak or anything, so I don't know if somebody's come up with something else. I know that. Um, I, I know that our crazy buddy Ricky Cricky wants to do 14s on a 625. He's got seven S batteries. He wants to run together. <laughs> He's I mean, what are they? 7S 2700s? They're not going to fit. I don't I don't know, but he was talking about it. I'm pretty sure it was the Oxy he was talking about doing that on. And I know that one of the big mods everybody's been waiting for, too, is the uh, Nitro. But that's a whole other kit down the road. Yeah, that's, that's another air that's freight. Really that's mod. not really a mod. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, that's cool. I do like the landing gears, and I do like that you can they're, – they're halves. They're like quarters, I guess you could say, right? So the front is two halves and the back is two halves, and you can mount them in different ways for the most part, like leaning forward, leaning back, leaning like you know towards each other, pointing towards each other. Um, and I like that there are two pieces, and, and the mount is a, like a nice CNC, you know, anodized mount. It's nice. Yeah. And in conclusion, I don't know if you guys have any other questions, but I could wrap it up. No, um, I'm like it doesn't need a lot of mods. It just works, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a good heli. Uh, no, let me ask you this. So, what what made you decide to go with the success setup instead of the 12s? I'm curious. I don't know. That's a good question, man. I guess Do you already um, have batteries. No, I definitely needed to get batteries. Probably the batteries wasn't it was a thing. Um, I think I saw Bills and I uh, and Bills was a pretty good setup. Uh, he didn't let me fly it or anything like that. Um, but I was talking to him. I had talked to Devin. I had talked to Rob about, you know, the setups that are ve- that are available. Yeah, I think Devin had his setup success initially too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just didn't think. I don't know. For me, in my mind, I don't think five hundreds or five fifties. I guess maybe if I got a six hundred, but even yeah, I guess six hundred is probably where I would cross the line into a twelve S. Yeah. Anything six hundred or above? I don't know. Just it's just in my mind what I think it should be. Yeah. And plus, you know, yeah, no at, at the time, you know, of my flying style at the time and still now, I don't think I'm pushing the limits of a six S, you know, five fifty. I'm really enjoying it. I'm kinda glad I went with that. It just uh-huh. seems like extra maintenance and I don't know. Just just wanted to go that route. Okay. Maybe cool. I'm lazy too. I saw. Oh, it's that model number motor and that ESC. Sure, I'll just go get the uh, right. You know, that ESC, just that model number motor, and you know, just go get that one. You know, type of thing. Yeah. 
Nice. So in conclusion, uh, yeah, I wrote I was the guy who loved the Oxy three and four because last year, you know, the the size was less intimidating and the repairing was easier. The five seventy that I had was the Goblin five seventy that I never felt comfortable with. You know, the way I'm feeling comfortable now. I mean, that was a couple of years ago that I had it. And I really didn't feel yeah. comfortable flying it until the very end of the time that I had with it before I sold it. Mm-hmm. And that kind of doesn't make sense. But at that point, I was already like, you know what? I've crashed a few times and it was, uh, you know, just something I wanted to move on to other models and stuff. And, but I really have settled, uh, settled into the five, the 550 Oxy5, uh, pretty good. I, I like it characteristics are are great man and i'm having a good time jeez only within the last like four months maybe uh i'm unlocking new stuff and new maneuvers and trying out different things and uh nice it's a model it's one of my first models that i you know of that size that i didn't get rescue on the neo uh so that was initially a factor when i started flying it but now i'm like I don't care. It's just like I'm I'm feeling so comfortable with it, man. It's just it's cool. I'm doing a lot of a lot of stuff that's crazy to me and enjoying it, you know? Yeah. So it sounds like it's a from what I'm gathering from your thoughts, it's um it's a well balanced helicopter that it's easy to um feel comfortable with and get accustomed to to start pushing. You know what you can do with it, so yeah. And I wouldn't. I'm Which not is gonna, good. I'm not gonna lie. When I first, I guess this goes back to my original, like first flight. I can remember my first couple of flights feeling, you know, it, you don't want to crash it, but it wasn't like that type of thing. It was just like, I don't want to crash it because it's new. I don't want to crash it because it's you know pretty good size. But the mm-hmm. size kind of factor, you know, disappeared after after a couple of flights, and then it was just oh, like. Really? Yeah, start uh, start learning stuff and just start doing different things and start having fun with it, you know? Sounds like awesome. it'd be a, a really good practice kind of heli. Yeah, good I think size, it is. Big enough to see, but you could run it on 6S. It's yeah. less expensive. It's going to be cheap to crash because it's mm-hmm. oxy. And I don't so. know if it's the Lynx blades, but when I'm doing the TikToks, uh, for me personally, to get to the point where, I, where I'm at now where – I can do them fairly decent and really well and up, down, and all over, whatever. It, it's the sound factor. Like, it's all that timing with the sound. Like, burp, burp, you know, the, the 45 to 45, you know, that, that sound. And that, and just increasing that tempo with the sound, uh, getting it quicker and doing faster things. And I don't know if that's the blades yeah. or the model or, but I've done it with the 690 and the 690 has switch blades on it, which are very good blades, but it's just a different size and, you know, I don't think it's – it might be the blades. I think it's more the geometry of the setup of your head and everything. Yeah. Probably, it probably has better collective stopping than the 690. And it's probably mm-hmm. – yeah, it's probably a lot of things. It's probably, you know, the, the pitch that I have, you know, the Yeah, the I mean, it could be your setup. Yeah. yeah, it could be all of that. Your setup, your utility. you used to it makes a big difference. That yep. too, yeah. <laughs> yes, for sure. And we didn't go over that either, my, my bank settings – if I remember right, I know it's been a couple of weeks. Um, are seventeen hundred, nineteen hundred, and twenty one hundred, I believe. Okay. If I remember correctly, so and I'm usually in bank three. 
Yeah. You know, so that's primarily what I fly in. Nice. But if you're looking for, um, I mean, dude, I, I think you can put this together relatively cheap, about a thousand dollars, maybe a little bit more, you know, with oh, yeah. rolls and stuff. What does it sell for the kit? The kit online right now is six forty four without blades. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, maybe twelve hundred. Yeah, that's roughly. still reasonable. For something that listen, if you're if you're flying the Oxy Four and you love it or you're flying that size that's, yeah. and you wanna move up, you could you could definitely pick up one of these. Uh if you're happy with that, they'll stay there, you know. Um if you're already flying the larger stuff. I want to practice heli. You know, it's up to you. It's, it depends on what you have and where you're at. Yeah. yeah, or if you want a lightweight 620, 625. Right, you're, right. You're a good option for that. Yeah. Mm, I'm curious about the 625 with a single 6S pack. No, I wouldn't go 6S. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't, I don't think it would do very well No, 6S. I would go 12S. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, if you want to buy one as a... Uh, and get the mag do it as a 600 i think it'd be a a good lightweight 600 option sure yeah definitely if you're in the market for that size you know the 500 mm-hmm. 550 size heli I, i've had the like, i can only compare it to the 570 that i had in my experience at that that point wasn't what it is now i you know it's a shame i you can't keep every model you have to go back and compare them to um <laughs> i think goblin makes a fantastic machine also you know um, mm-hmm. But if you're in the market and the logo 550, like other than that tail issue I had, and I still don't, you know, I, I know I fixed it primarily, and don't know if what I did to, in the flybarless controller was, you know, I have to research that more. Um, but I would do if I would, I would definitely go, I would definitely go get an Oxy Five. I mean, I'll, I'll put it to you this way: my final thoughts, man. When we were at Urcha, um, you know, they guys were flying it. Uh, Devin was the, the kind of the, the spotter or the, the rep and really just not making any comments, just saying, Hey, just fly it and check it out. And Rob was saying that guys were flying it, getting done with the flight, going into the tent and buying one right after that, man. And, you mm-hmm. know, when you hear stories like that, you know, it's, it's, uh, gotta be a pretty good machine, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Okay. So sorry it took so long to get to this point to review it, but we I definitely wanted to get some flights in Fine. on it, and uh, I'm glad I did. I'm glad I haven't crashed it yet. Yeah, no, no, I don't think we can give a proper review. I mean, not not the crashing part. <clears throat> Obviously, that helps if you did crash it, but I don't think we can give a a full review of something like we've only had for a month or two. You know, we only had a handful of flights on it. Yeah. Like I can do a review on that. Um. That flex innovation plane. I've only got three flights on it. Yeah, I have a a review filled out for it, but I can't give my final thoughts or conclusions or anything, just because you need to spend time with a model, really spend time with a model to be able to say this is my review, and you know. So, yeah, no worries that it took you a while. You got to get past that honeymoon stage, you know. Well, that too, yeah. The, yeah sure. You know, there's things you might start to really like about a model, or <laughs> there might be something you really hate. Right, you mm-hmm. won't know till you've spent months with it. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. that's a thing, could right? Be, mm-hmm. Could be a weak tail wheel or something that you know wouldn't show up until you had two hundred flats on it. Right, right, or a stress right. crack somewhere, or some you know mm-hmm. in a wing or 
whatever. Yeah. Or, you know, like a Blade 130X after your first crash, it's done. You know, <laughs> you wouldn't know until you first crashed it, though. Like, if you never crashed it, it's the best helicopter ever, from best micro ever. But yeah, once you crash it, oh, yeah. You're going to crash it the first day. Well, yeah, you know, but I'll just say if you're a pro and you can fly one and never crash one, they fly perfect from right out the box forever. As soon as that thing hits the ground and you strip one thing, it's like, nope, and they'll never go back together, right? At least I, I was never able to. But um, cool. Awesome. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, move it on to do we have a planker segment? I believe we oh, do. No. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. yeah. This will be a bad one. Uh, George oh, says, oh, no. good. I say, oh, yeah. Oh, no. George, you can't, you can't, you can't, you know, you can't look inside the uh, <laughs> the box too early. You no, know, you gotta... I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I've been kind of, you know, nudging the, the planker a little bit. Oh, okay. So you've been poking the bear. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's listen to this one here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I say a lot of stupid shit. Yeah, yeah. Balls, balls. Hey, hi, ho! It's the planker number twenty-five. That's kind of scary. And so before, oh, you know what? Hold on a second. I think my pizza came. My, yeah. I already paid for that. Yeah. Okay, let's see what I got. Oh, man, I forgot my garlic nuts. God damn it. I'll be back in a minute. All right, so anyway, uh, we've got a blast in the past today. We also had a very revealing interview with the one and only uh, George Baker. Oh, boy. Boy, boy, was I surprised. Oh, no. I didn't see a lot of that coming. Uh, so while I chow down on my pizza here, um, listen to this. Here's an old planker thing because I'm too friggin' lazy to make a new one. <laughs> Plank, 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 plank. Hey, Steve, it's your turn to be interviewed on the phone. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Got some questions about your uh, Kyle Stacy. Oh, record. boy. When, when exact, when's the last time you contacted uh, Kyle Stacy? Probably around 11.30. And when you contact him, how long do you, uh, how long do you keep at that? No, two, maybe three hours. Do you think your fascination <laughs> with Kyle is, uh, is healthy? Well, yeah, I do, sort of. So when your friends uh, bust your balls about this um, and give you some advice uh, on how you should handle it, what do you do? I didn't listen to that advice. Are you aware this is stalker <laughs> behavior, Steve? Um, um, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> anything else you'd like to add? <laughs> is, is anything else that you'd like us to know? My mind was getting uh. confused too easily. Yeah, Kyle Stacy, Kyle Stacy, Kyle Stacy. Um. <laughs> hey, George, George Baker. Thanks for uh, 
Thanks for taking my call today. Hello. George, listen, on the last Free Fall episode, you mentioned uh, your affliction with ED. I looked that up, and it stands for erectile dysfunction. So I guess the delicate delicate question, George, is does your wedding tackle work? It's iffy. Are you concerned about this? (laughs) I'm not the least bit worried about a recovery. What about pornography? Does porn uh, help that? Yeah, it will stimulate. I'm uncomfortable asking this, but um, is it normal size? Small. What helps you get your junk working? Watch people touching each other, kissing. I I heard, uh, George, I heard that there's a new medication for this. I expect to get it. But, you know, I also heard that this medication can cause uh, an extremely long um, erection that can last for a long time. Um, I'm going to say 90 days. Holy shit. <laughs> and then after that, how long is it? After that's over, how long does it go limp? Spring back fast. Six months. Oh, shit. <laughs> is it limp now? Yeah. Oh, I'm crying. Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Andy, Mike, Mike D here. Uh, listen, this, I just this week um, I did a George interview, and this guy is I love him, but he's going on and on about camping with Andy at events and spooning with Andy at events. I, 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 I can't handle this, dude. I need you to step in for me. Thanks, buddy. Hello, Mr. Yun. This is Binky from John Wayne Entertainment. Uh, we need an updated credit card to process your monthly payment to your subscription for Golden Showers Donkey Porn. Thank you. <laughs> hey, Damn. Steve, Mike. I know you asked me to uh, make a new ad for the 2020 Heli Fest. But I am jammed up, dude. Uh, if you could do that for me and I'll edit it for you, just send it to uh, phone file. Thanks, buddy. He's, he's going camping for me and Andy. Central New Jersey area. Come out and come meet Kevin and me, Steve, for a nice little heli fun fly. Um, it's going to be on June th- from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. It's located off 30 by... Th- I was doing good. <laughs> I forgot the damn address. <laughs> Also, if you're in the Central Jersey, uh, New area, come on, oh shit, fuck, I gotta write this down, I need a freaking script, okay, let's do this again, one more time, also, if you're in the, New- oh crap, now I'm under pressure, okay, one more time, also, if you're in the area of, oh shit, I'm getting all backwards, I'm gonna start talking like Yoda, one more, also, if you're in the Central New Jersey area, uh, on, uh, shit, why do I have to put the year? Why am I putting the damn year? Like, we don't know what the damn year is. Okay, <laughs> okay let's try it again. Also, if you're in the central... <laughs> hey, boys, it's Mrs. Ian again. <laughs> Listen, my boy Billy uh, is off his meds, and we're trying to track him down. If you hear, hear from him or see him, tell him to call his mom, please. Thank you. <laughs> I don't trust myself. I'm doing great. And um, um, 
probably been, uh, we have uh, already crashed. I gotta say, per amount of people that have at this point, um, I'm really hard with the happy of myself. It was really a lot of fun. Really, I'm really, uh, really happy, uh, and uh, it's great because it brings a nice uh, sweet dude. I'm doing great. I don't trust myself. <laughs> Holy crap! Oh, oh damn! My god! That was one of the best, but one of the worst ones yet. <laughs> exactly. That's good. Oh man! <sighs> so I have one question for you guys. Well, Steve knows the answer, but you guys know what garlic knots are? Yeah, garlic knots. Okay. Yeah. Just wondering. What did you get from different? Why, That's so weird. Why the hell would we not? I don't know. I Some mean, pizzerias don't have them. Not that far in the damn mountains. Of the country don't have garlic knots. I think everywhere has garlic knots. All right. That's what you got out of that. That's what I got out of that. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, boy. All right, oh man. So moving on. He came at you hard, George. I know. Dude, the yeah. bill. And Steve catching just trap the whole porn. Uh-huh. Phew. He didn't even touch on me. I, I feel left out. There was no, I guess I did nothing this week because yeah. there was no call from anybody. You got a call from, uh, from I Frank. I call from Frank, yeah. <laughs> I didn't get a call from shaky Bill Ann's mom. Holy cow. I don't know how oh, he did yeah. that, but <laughs> she, she didn't sound good. Poor Bill. No comment. I'm just seen driving down the interstate to nowhere, leaving that message, that rambling message. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so <laughs> should we move it on? Yeah. Yes, let's uh, move it on to news and announcements. Okay, news and announcements. All right. All right. So what do we have? Well, I wrote we this one down, the first one. From Ocean RC. Yep. Talk about it, Kevin. Yeah, I I wrote this down because it was very, uh, very it, not your atypical model airplane. It's a uh, Black Horse Dorner D zero three three five, and I believe this is a said German plane. Oh yeah, right, German World War Two plane. Uh, prop in the front and prop in the rear of the plane. And tricycle landing gear, kind of crazy, almost steampunk-looking plane. Yeah. And it's on Motion RC. You know the weirdest part of this whole plane? Is that ver- that vertical stab under the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a plus sign in the back, yeah. Yeah. Very it's crazy. Wild. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like a torpedo that you strapped wings to or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It kind of does look like that. We're like an airboat. Yeah. I wonder how many guys came in for final and scraped that bottom <laughs> rudder on the runway. All the time, probably. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely, I mean, it's unique. It's, it's cool. definitely different, yeah. Which is what I kind of like about motion and, and after having Alpha on and talking to him, you know, it's pretty cool about the different, you know, models that they'll they'll come out with. Or that you mention this is Balsa? No, I didn't, because I didn't actually even get that far. Yeah, yeah it looks like balsa and composite, right? Balsa and fiberglass. It's balsa and it's um, yeah, it's got some fiberglass, but the covering is actually 
like printed vinyl. Oh, really? Oh, okay. It's, covering, it's, un- yeah. it's unbelievable, the detail on it. The um, James did a video, I think it was maybe last Friday, on the, uh, the big Zero and the Curtis P40. And, I mean, just phenomenal finish on them. They come with nice retracts and all that. You put your power system and servos in it and receiver and go fly it. How many times do you come across a model that has these stats, though? Uh, wingspan, 67.8 inches. Length, 68.1 inches. It's almost <laughs> as wide as it is long. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. But it's a, uh, like Andy said, it's a balsa plane. Uh, they re- recommend 6S, 5,000 to 6,000. Uh, seven channel radio required. It's all laser kit. It's really nice. Yeah, you're going to need. This is an uh, RF, right? So you got to put yeah. everything in it. Yep. Servos. Right. You're going to need two much. motors and two ESCs. Yep. It is weird that they come up with the size like 1,724 millimeters wingspan. 67.8 inches. That's, I mean, I guess it's because it's eight scale. Right. I was going to say it's probably just odd. You'd think it would be like 1700 or 50 or whatever. You'd be surprised how much just little bits like that'll matter sometimes when they're making the packaging for these things. Yeah. To ship them. I don't see how they get some of these planes like that new AL 37. They released, um, the box it comes in, you wouldn't think one wing would come in. Yeah. Would fit in it. Well, I imagine, I imagine that makes a big difference in a container. Like if you can make the box an inch smaller, you might get 10 more boxes in there or something. Yep. I would be curious to see the top speed on this model. I was looking for some stats on it. Have you guys heard anything or George, did you see anything? On I guess videos? it would just very wildly. You know, right. On, what power system but i'd say it'd be it'd be pretty quick yeah because it, it almost reminds me of the rare bear with the big wide front cowl and the the propeller sticking out about well this one's about two to three inches out each side it's got to be pretty quick man big props two by 14 yeah or 14 by 8.5 props two mm-hmm. of them yeah so it moved pretty good yeah about three minutes of flight time with that battery, though. Uh, yeah. yeah. I wonder if it's, it's if it is its own gyro. I don't think it would probably. I just wonder if you get some kind of effect. I'm not saying it would really stabilize it, but I'm just wondering. Uh, I don't know. If they both are turning the same way. And, dude, I don't know if you guys wrote this down, but also on motion real quick while I was going through, I saw... Under helicopters, they have. Did, is this a new one? The the Roban, the eight hundred size. Did we talk about that? Which one? The B two two two, the Snake Eyes eight hundred size scale heli. I don't think so. I think that was new. Under is helicopters. it green? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's got one of those local here. Well, Randy's got it. Uh, um, Andy. Kind of looks like the Airwolf model. But 800 size. Yeah. That's crazy. That's got to be huge, man. Because I know the 700 size versions are, you know, with the extended tail and nose. 
mm-hmm. are are enormous. This has got to be gigantic. I'm not sure if you can start building it yet. I'm sure George will have one. I can look at it. No, it's not the right green. <laughs> you got an airbrush. I don't have any guns on it. You can put guns. You got a you 3D, 3D printer. printer. Yeah, put some guns. <laughs> no excuse. Uh, just going back to that other plane real quick. I wonder if there's any, um, like, what is it called again? When when you torque up a plane, the motor, and it torque steer, I guess, or torque torque roll. Uh, torque roll? Yeah. yeah, I think they counter rotate, so they shouldn't be. Assuming it would offset it. That's yeah. what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, torque roll. Yeah. So I don't think it does torque roll because, I mean, unless they're not powered the same, like, amount of power through each motor at the same time. But, I, you know, I can't see that. So that's it's cool. It's like that Cessna, that, you know, it's a pusher puller. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what, what's this helicopter you talk, you guys are talking about? I don't remember seeing that. Uh, so it's a new 800? Oh, the B222, the big green one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ah, Nice. Very cool looking. I I had memories of seeing your old heli in the hands of Mike Welch at Arfum Fly. I think mm-hmm. last year he was flying yeah. that thing around, man. And yep. just so impressive at that size. And that was the 700 size. I can only it's imagine. 700, but I think it's it's like the airframe is considered an 800, I think. Yeah. But so this is like, an 800. It's so pointy. It's so big and pointy, the Augustos. Right. Yeah. I really see like some that. Of these, uh, George has Kevin. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. Big enough to haul a kid around. Yeah, that's Sikorsky. Yeah. I'd love to see that thing go. The Roban 700 size uh, Bell 429. Mm-hmm. It's huge compared to like the 800 size UH1. Yeah, I mean it's so much taller. I mean it's got a taller tail on it. And it's rated as a 700 size, and really the mechanics look identical other than the uh, raised tail on it. But uh, they're nice helicopters. I mean, they're pretty much you just, they're R plus, and you put them, put them the powertrain in it and servos, and you're flying. I think this B222 looks pretty cool. The straight tail and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of like also the straight like, tail, simply. Yeah. I also like how the um, the tail rotor is on the right side. Yeah. It's got landing gear, doesn't it? It does have retracts, right? It should, yeah. yeah. It doesn't say anything about it as far as I can tell, like just skimming through the specs here, but I'm looking at the manual and it definitely has retracts. So, awesome. What's next? Nice. Well, this thing I've known keep meaning to bring up for like the past three weeks and keep forgetting. But I just wanted to say congrats to Robert Monty for winning the Urcha election for the board member. I keep meaning to bring this up and I, Oh, that's awesome. Oh yeah. He won. Nice. Congrats. Congrats. Yeah. I don't think it, um, would have gone to any better person. I think he's perfect. Yeah. He's great for that. Mm hmm. Absolutely. He puts a lot of work in. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Congrats, I heard, Rob. I heard on that uh, Shaggy Parker is heading up the impeachment process, though, on that. I just Doesn't surprise to, me. I wanted to make that clear. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Shaggy. Oh, Shaggy. 
Cool, cool. Awesome. No, what that, we, that, that's that's awesome news. It really is. Yeah, I'd asked him about it, uh, like I said, three weeks ago, and I, for some reason, I'm an idiot. So I kept forgetting to write it down. So, anyway, uh, next on the list is another new A10 Thunderbolt 2. This is nice. a 64mm version EDF from Horizon Hobby, e Another A10, and on Horizon Hobby, yeah. the old spot that I used to go yeah, to. <laughs> so I'm curious, what's the difference between <clears throat> this version 2 compared to the version 1? I have no idea. I just know there's the big one from Motion. Does Motion have a small one, George? Somebody makes a 64 millimeter. I thought Horizon did. I could if be mis- it If it misses, yeah. then it's the same it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Just upgraded. It's probably got the the new safe spectrum stuff, safe yeah. and all that. Okay. I wonder if they I change you, anything I, else. I really like the ATMs. They fly really good. Yeah. Really this, locked in. Sorry, this definitely has the AS3X and the safe on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks good. Yep. Check that out. Um, I don't know. Yeah, ATMs are super cool. I've always locked them. Yeah, me two, too. Two engines on the back, and it just—I don't know. It looks fierce if it's coming at you, dude. They're yeah. flying tanks, man. They really are. Mm-hmm. Big giant ass gun in the belly. Yeah. Yep. That's one sound you do not want to hear either. If you're the enemy, is that thing you never hear off? it? Yeah, uh, true. <laughs> By the time it true. takes you out, you're not going to hear. It's like what the Done. disintegrated. Incinerated. Incinerated. <laughs> awesome. $349 is um, not too bad price, too, right? No. It's kind of, uh, I'm not crazy about the color. Yeah. It's gray camo, light gray. So I can't imagine this would do too good on a cloudy, overcast day. Yeah. That, yeah, that's why mine is basically two tone, real, very subtle changes in it. How do you see it? On a cloudy day. I usually just look at it. <laughs> well, it's got those two uh, yellow markers on the front of it. On the, on the, the, the missiles? The missiles. You can try mm-hmm. and look at that. No, uh, just uh, one of the first things I learned when I started flying, don't take your eye off what you're flying. Well, I know that, but how do you tell if it's upright or inverted or coming towards you or going away from you? Because I... I put it in whatever position it is. You just have to know where it is, I guess. You gotta fly it, that's all. (laughs) Uh, It's a big old 1700 millimeter wingspan. But it's, uh, I mean, you'd be surprised how locked in in it is and how fast it is. I mean, it's it's at a 100 mile an hour level flight. Wow. Up to 100 plus mile per hour in level flight. Unlimited vertical performance. They're saying 6S32 to 4,000 milliamp hour battery. It's got brushless motors, 40 amp ESCs, blah, 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 blah. I'd say it's a pretty nice plane. Uh-huh. Yeah. A little more affordable than the big one, the big one from Motion. Yeah. I mean, that sucker's super nice, but it's pretty expensive. Uh-huh. Was yeah, it 90 can... millimeter? I you can, yeah. You, you can do it either way, twin 80s or twin 90s. Yeah. 
But it's what's the wingspan on it? Seventeen hundred on the. Uh, you talking about the on big the, one? The on big, big one motion. for motion. Yeah, seventeen hundred. Yeah. But you know, the small ones like that with all the you know AS three X and safe and everything, that'll get a lot of people flying EVFs that normally probably wouldn't fly one. Yeah, sure. They're used to so, Cubs and you know maybe a P fifty one or something like that. They've been crashing, um, and then they. They can get into these and, you know, have a little bit of a fail safe there. Yeah. No, I think it's good. I don't have any problem with the AS3X or the safe. I mean, no. if, it, if it helps you feel comfortable and fly something, yeah, you know, keep advancing in your skill and mm-hmm. you're willing to push a little more because you got kind of got that safety net, I don't have a problem with it. It's just, you know, it's a bridge. I mean, yeah. a, a lot of times, I mean, AS3X is nice, you know, on a windy day. If you're out there trying to get some good pictures of one or something. But, um, yeah, I, I think it makes it, a, you know, a stepping stone for people that normally maybe wouldn't either, one, get an EDF or, two, get a, you know, twin-engine plane. And this one is 1149 millimeter, by the way, this this one we're speaking about. Put it in the back seat and go. Mm-hmm. Cool. Awesome. All right. What else do we got? What else do we have? Um, so I saw this announcement, I guess, from Hobby Wing. And they're saying make sure you have the correct database in your Hobby Wing USB link. Uh, uninstall Hobby Wing USB link program in your computer and then download the software package again on the website. And then they got a list here for, uh, I don't know what this is, firmware for each different ESC. Uh, I guess they're saying just make sure your stuff matches up. So you might want to look into that if you want to update. And this is pertaining to the update for the V-Control telemetry. Uh, I think we okay. spoke last week about how some of them were breaking and, and burning up. So there was another thing here I didn't really understand. Says uh, prior to ESC setting, please ensure throttle calibration must be done correctly. RPM signal wire must be plugged into the VBAR Neo correctly, and the optional telemetry wire must be connected as well. And then they say, warning when calibrating the throttle range of the ESC under no load mode, that means the bell is removed from the motor, do not quickly de- decrease the throttle value from 100% to zero after calibration because the high voltage generated by the induced electromotive force caused by rapid deceleration may damage the ESC. Yeah, that's talking about feedback. When you calibrate the throttle endpoints, the motor doesn't even turn, does it? What the hell are they talking about? I'm confused. Um. Yeah, and that one. Yeah, are the they motor doesn't the, turn. They're talking about the servos, the cyclic. No, they're talking about the motor. Don't quickly go from zero. Go. Don't go zero. from one hundred to zero quickly with the no load on the motor, as it can 
back EMF. I'm way confused right now. Because Hobby Wing EXC is like the traditional EXC where you boot up, you go full yeah. throttle, it know, beats it a couple times, and you go down. To I don't understand throttle. what the hell they're talking about. But there's no chance so, of that. So it's not just motor. me. There's no chance of feedback. There is on, but that's only if, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense uh, because the motor's uh, not. It, oh, hard. wait a minute. Is it throttle endpoints if you're in the V-bar governor? Do you have to spool the motor up to find the max RPM or something? No, the only well, the only thing I know about the throttle endpoints is you got to do your high point, your low point, like any other normal ESC, and then you have to do your fifty percent torque gov if you want to use that gov. That's the only throttle. Yeah, but if you're using V bar gov, how does it work? How do you find the max RPM in V bar gov? The max RPM or the max throttle endpoint? Whatever, same difference. Um, maybe that's what they're talking about. But none of that would physically change, make, make uh, any high voltage come back through the unit, though. Well, if you spool the motor up to 100% and then you just cut it to zero. Okay. Yeah, but the problem. With no load on the motor, it can send EMF back through into the ESC, you no? Know? But what I don't understand is when you're calibrating a motor or calibrating your throttle endpoints, you're calibrating with the ESC not armed. So why would the motor spin? Why would you have to do an, I'm doing air quotes, under no load well, mode with the belt or gear? I agree. But now I'm starting to think that this is pertaining to using the V-bar gov. So how, like, like if you're using a brain gov, for example, you could plug up your RPM and stuff and you could spool the motor up and keep increasing the throttle endpoint in the governor till the RPM quit quits going up, and you know that's the max. Uh-huh. Is that what you do with the V-bar gov also? No, you just I, set an RPM and it does it. What are you gearing? It doesn't... You still have to set a throttle endpoint to know what where the maximum throttle yeah, is. Yeah, you do that with going full throttle before the ESC is armed. Okay. And then you go... Well, I don't know what they're talking about. I have no idea what they're talking about because this whole, like, Move the motor belt doesn't make any, you know. I, to me, I don't understand it, so I don't know. Um, okay. Uh, I, I mean, I <laughs> wish they gave more information about it because I feel like, yeah, even this other person said regarding the no load warning, as far as I know, it's not necessary to calibrate throttle endpoints with the running motor and by listening to max RPM. Like, that's, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I don't know either. <clears throat> Guess look into that if you got the bar Neo and an EA hobby wing and you're trying to get your telemetry stuff, double check your firmware, make sure mm-hmm. it's matched up to your specific ESC. That might alleviate some of the breaking problems I've heard about. Yeah. I guess that's what we're getting out of this. Double check. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Double check it. If that don't work, triple check it. Yeah, check your shit before it catches on fire. <laughs> and the last thing I saw was apparently Spirit Fly Barless Unit is coming out with that <gasps> has an integrated jetty receiver. Wow, yeah, duplex. I see that on the side there. Nice. And I don't know anything else about it. So teased the picture. Yeah. 
So let me ask you, I mean, for, for because you're a Jedi user, not because of the spirit per yeah, se. Sure. But the spirit has, I see satellite one and two. So do you, is that a common thing where you run a receiver and also run satellites? No, that, uh, that's for Spectrum. Okay. All right. Yeah, if, uh, that's kind of weird then. You're paying for an RX that you're not using, and then you got to run a Spectrum SATs and still have those wires coming out? I don't know. No, you wouldn't get this unit, I imagine, if you're using Spectrum. Okay. So they probably make one with the receiver and one without, but they're using the same form factor? I would think so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can that use those sense. SAT ports for something else also. I'm not sure. Hmm. Like, uh, maybe that. Um, Geolink thing or something. Maybe it could plug into one of those. Mm, I don't know. Possibly, yeah. I don't really use Spirit, so I'm not all that familiar with... I haven't kept up with it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if this will be FCC approved, so if it'll even be sold in the United States. Mm, that's a good point. So, I don't know. But I saw the picture and thought, hmm. Well, does the receivers have to be FCC approved, too? Yes. Or is it just, a, just the transmitters? What do you mean? What? So I know like when the V control oh, first hit the States, the receiver. transmitter needed to be approved because it's transmitting. Yeah. But the receiving, I don't know if it also no, needs receivers. to be approved. Receivers. And it takes forever. There's okay, several so JD yeah. receivers that can't be sold in the U.S. because they've not went through and nobody, they haven't gotten them approved. Right, right. It cost a certain amount. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a bunch that are and some that aren't. That makes sure. sense. Anyway, kind of neat. Cool. Yeah, I think that's nice to see another. And I'm sure they'll probably have Spirit has full integration with Jetty right now, right? It does. Yeah. So this will just add on top of that, which is great. Yeah. Cool. All right. Do we have anything else? That's all I know about. Or okay. That's all I can remember at the moment. <laughs> nice. Every week I forget something. I'm like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Next time right. I'm like, oh, some bitch. Yeah. It's like, damn it. I forgot about that. Three weeks now. No. Um, all right. Let's move to what's next for you in a hobby then, huh? Okay. What's next for any of you? Because nobody has anything written. What's next for me? I'm going to try to fly this XL Power a few more times and you know? ch- do the blade tracking. And uh, I don't know. Put it up and beat the ever-loving fucking shit out of it. And see what happens. <clears throat> nice. That's how I test things. <laughs> I like that. It's yeah. The American way. Beat the shit out of it. Just beat the hell out of it. Now that being said, I'm not capable of really, really beating it. I mean, man, I can do stupid things and. I pulled a big overamp on it on my test flight this morning. I went up and was going to do like a big ass overspeed. So I got way high inverted and I, I go like a half loop and I'm coming down full negative pitch. And I just, I pushed a little too much elevator. So I kind of flipped over a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So it just kind of like, stopped and it's like uh eddie starts screaming at me low battery voltage <laughs> high current and everyone's like oh shit whoops whoops, whoops. yeah <laughs> so you almost did like yeah. a wall yeah exactly wow yeah coming down to the ground like a thousand miles an hour 
Nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's it for me. Play with that thing a little bit. Maybe fly nice. the gas again. I was going to say, you're so lucky that, like, because you have a flying field at your house, like, you can just go out and fly. It doesn't matter about this whole yeah, that's true. quarantine and all this crap. Because I think at this point, our field is closed, right? Yeah. Kevin? Yep. That's Man. Man, that's bad. Yeah. So you and George got it real lucky that you can just go out and fly and still yeah. find this, you know. Yeah. We live in free America. I know. America. All right. Um, I guess I could go next. Yeah, I gotta get that gasser um, fan cover that I got from from oh, Dennis. Oh yeah, from, I wanted to talk to you about that. Yeah, so I got the um, the lightweight kit. Air quote. It is definitely light, and there's nothing to it. Those things weigh nothing. Like I can't. I I barely know I'm holding it. So I know that the when I take the fan trout cover off the gasser motor uh, yeah. to put the RPM signal, I remember like, damn, this is a clunk of metal. Like it, you can feel it. So it's how, definitely gonna. How does um, it look? Like, is it will it be sturdy? Like, um, I mean, it's gonna be sturdy for what it needs to be. That, you know, you, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't mount something to it or put weight on it or anything. But it's it just hangs on the bottom of the heli, you know. So like, I don't think it's gonna be any problem with durability. The velocity stack seems pretty like it feels light, but it still feels pretty well, um, solid, I guess. Because when I try to squeeze it, it doesn't flex or anything. Okay. So I know that will be fine for when we put it on and clamp it. My thing is not really the fan shot, but the velocity stack. How is that going to hold up with the heat with summer? You know, yeah. um, even if it's ABS, like, you know, these motors get up to what temp, right? So like, well, some, but your carburetor's isolated and stuff. So your carburetor is be getting very hot. It's isolated, but I mean, I won't get the same block temperature, but I should still get maybe some higher temps than say, the tail boom, <laughs> you know, like other right. parts that are nowhere near the the, the thing. Um, I guess it depends on what motor. it's out of, right? I think it's ABS. That's what I, I mean. That's as far as I can tell. Um, most likely, so yeah. Most likely, being that it needs to be like kind of rigid and strong. Yeah, it's going to be outside. I I wouldn't see why they would yeah. make it out of anything else. Right, you're going to fly it outside, so UV light will mess up PLA and ABS. It's more, you know less likely so yeah but yeah i'm interested i'm gonna get that installed um got to do the weight difference things and all that stuff i just i the reason really i didn't do it it's not because of the desk or the car or anything it's that i don't know where my scale is <laughs> so i gotta look for my scale um because i want to have everything measured out i want to you know i want to kind of give a before and after take on it so yeah that'd be cool yeah so i'm gonna get that installed hopefully this week um, even though I'm not going to fly, most likely. Uh, beyond that, yeah, more Miata, more death stuff. Cool. Cool. Nice. All right. How about you, Kev? I am going to, while my wife is going to work, try and drag that Glogo into the house and upgrade that freaking Neo to Pro. I haven't spent nice. any money in the hobby in the last couple of weeks because not that money's tight, but... I'm on mandatory PTO this week, probably going to be next week. I could be taking all my vacation time now. Wait, 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 wait. They're making you take your PTO time? Yes, sir. Yep. There's what do you mean? So all your vacation time for the rest of the year is gone? There's absolutely no work. So it's either stay home and not get paid or take a week of PTO, where I am possibly two weeks. Not sure. 
Out of the Damn. entire company, we have two people working in Manhattan, and that's it. Uh, I'm sure one of them is at the Empire State Building, um, which I'd rather yeah. not be anywhere near that. But there's been nothing going on in Jersey. Um, they're kind of rotating people through. So right now I'm taking a week. We'll see what happens. Hopefully it's done fairly. Yeah. And I don't know. Like I drove, I drove, I drove into the city a week ago. It's not bad at all. Dude. There's no one, no cars. You can, you can walk cross the streets in Times Square without looking each way well, because there's no cars on the road. It was last Friday that they implemented, uh, all construction was stopped in, in yep. New York City. That too, yeah. So that, I mean, that just killed anything we were doing. Yeah, for sure, right. Yeah. I mean, you can't do any new installations. You can't work on any new sites or anything like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. So it kind of sucks. I understand it. It's just, I'm trying to maintain uh, my stress level, which is difficult, but uh, just taking it day by day and just really just understanding it is what we got to do right now, I guess. I mean, I'm definitely not one of those guys that wants to give up my freedoms for anything. I understand what's going on right now. You know, I, it's, it's really, it's a strange time, man. It just really is. You know, when you think about how quickly everybody just fell right in line, it's just, I just hope nothing more, you know, evil is on the horizon, you know, uh, as, as far as any country doing anything malicious against us or anything like that. I hope, I just hope everybody's, you know, safe and I, I'm a numbers guy and I've been doing the numbers like crazy just every every day listening to whatever's the the number toll now and, you know, just it's like my odds of running into anybody is like so remote. It's it's crazy. But like I said, I, I, I understand what's going on. You know why I think that everybody's kind of fallen in, in step? I, I think it's because... Yeah, you may not worry, be worried. You know, you may be healthy, but you love somebody that's not, or maybe they're old. You've or got that's a grandmother. Age, right, exactly. Yeah. So even the the most hardcore bad guys, most of them, they've got somebody they love, and they, you know, for the most part, people are kind of, like you say, you know, on in line. And we understand, you know, that, that, uh, you know, the hospitals can't take on, you know, a swarm of people yeah. at once. I understand, understand that. If it was anything else, though, I, I don't think it would be. If, if it was, a say, a major power grid failure or something like that, where we went into a big blackout for weeks on end, it wouldn't be the same. And this, you know, depending on how long it goes, it can be, it can be a, a, a fragile situation. Yeah. I mean... I don't know. I, I just, like I said, I, I, I still treat people with respect when I see them, uh, you mm -hmm. know, and, uh, but it's funny cause when I went shopping for a few things at the local food market, uh, you know, on Sunday as the wife said, Hey, I got a list. Would you mind going? And I was like, nah, you know, I'd rather go than her, you know? And, uh, cause she's stressed out enough as it is. She works at a hospital every day. So I went, it was just, uh, I saw one person that actually looked me in the eye. It was bizarre. And, uh, you know, I kind of talked to him real quick, but, uh, just nobody really wants to even look you in the eye now, right now. Very, That's very crazy. strange. Really? Hmm. Yeah. What I noticed. 
I don't know. Yeah. I get that for most women anyway, so it was kind of hard for me to determine whether it was the, <laughs> the virus or not. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. so never, so never being at your guy's house, you know, Kevin and Steve. What um, do you live in a pretty populated area, or do you have a good sized yard where you can get outside and do something, or are you pretty much locked down? I mean, what do you say? A half acre yard? You probably got Steve. No, oh, oh, no way, no way. I'm, I'm not even a quarter acre. That's just, the I'm small. Acres? Yeah, maybe quarter at max, okay. including mm-hmm. the house, the garage, and everything. But it's, yeah, I mean, like, like I have a neighbor behind me. I have neighbors all around me, and I live on a pretty busy street, which is quite annoying, actually. Um, so I don't let the kids go out playing in the front so much. In the back, sure, you know, it's fenced okay. off too. That's, That's fine. Cool. They can run around with the dog and, and, and be out in the backyard but the front like just cars zoom by it's 25 miles per hour but everyone does 40 and you know 40 miles per hour you, you're killing someone if you get hit so oh, yeah, um, yeah so i'm big on like not letting the kids play out front really but um you know i've flown my little oxy two back in the backyard it's not enough room i've i'll hit the garage or the tree or the fence or something so i don't really get a chance to go out and fly fly now which sucks mm-hmm. but yeah, and I have a yeah. soccer field down the street, but I'm not even sure if I can do that without hearing it from the police. You know, Murphy, the governor yeah. Murphy's got us locked down, uh, you know, non-essential people and all that stuff. Uh, but my yeah. area is really, my area is probably even smaller than Steve's. I mean, George, to answer yeah. your question, New Jersey has the most people per square foot, I think, than any other state. That's one of our one of our stats. There's like 9 million people in Jersey. <laughs> But uh, I flew my 690 once, to one one time over my house, and I realized how loud a 700 size will echo off of all the homes in the area and how <laughs> freaking loud it was. I was like, wow. It's like four times louder than being at the field. <laughs> but that was that was pretty fun. I'm going to try to nitro in the next couple of days. We'll see what that's like. Oh, yeah. Go <laughs> test out that logo when you yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, listen to this. I almost went Facebook Live. I always talk about how my neighbors and how disrespectful they are. My neighbor up the street was playing like 60s, 70s, like radio stuff for hours, full blast. And she's out there screaming and singing. And she's just, uh, wow. Cause she's trash. <laughs> but, uh, oh, I, I almost went Facebook live with it. To to be like, here's what I got to deal with under quarantine, and I don't think there'd be any judge in the United States that would. I mean, why does somebody do that? Looking for attention or something? Yeah, I mean, well, she's not wrapped too maybe tight. A, yeah, maybe a little schizophrenic. When you're yeah. about as bright as a small appliance bulb, you'll do stuff like that too. True, but uh, yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm trying to get the logo going. Sorry for the tangent. Nice. What are you gonna be up to, George? Well, just. Really, flying and building helicopters and working, over, you know, online, which I've always, last few years, worked online. So it's not that big a change for me. But I tell you, I posted about it earlier today. You know, you can have all the nice helicopters and a good place to fly, but if you don't have your buddies here with you, yeah, it's just, it's just not the same. Yeah, I saw that post. I was like feeling for you, man. Yep, know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, I'm blessed to have, be able to get out and, you know, you know, if I want to get on the mule and take a ride over on the hill or 
Kawasaki. Are you doing it now? So, what's that? <laughs> Taking a ride on the mule because you were breaking up again. Was I breaking up? Yeah, I gotta, I'm a, I'll have a microphone before next week. No, I'm only kidding, dude. <laughs> yeah. You jumped on the mule and took off. <laughs> <laughs> We've got some horses. We don't have a mule, though. Oh, I thought you meant one of those like four wheel ranger. Yeah, that, that's what it is. Yeah, it's a Kawasaki mule. <laughs> Handiest thing I've ever had, yeah, other than my wife. Nice. <laughs> so, George, are the but, EDFs uh, gathering dust over there? Or are you flying any of those? No, I've been flying them. I've, uh, I love the the Mirage. It's an eighty millimeter nine blade band. They're really really light because, you know, it's just. Uh, it doesn't have any flaps. It's a, you know, it's a, a Delta wing jet and it's just so fun to fly. You nice. can do the high alpha stuff with it. Yeah. I've got about three of them and I've got one whittled down, um, with no landing gear or anything. It's completely gutted just as light as I can get it. And, uh, it's amazing the stuff you can do with it. You can just about hover it straight down to the ground and then just take right back off. Nice. That sounds fun. Yeah, it's really a lot of fun. That's why the Vigans are so much fun. The flight test Vigans, man. Oh Same my thing, gosh, man. that reminds me. Yeah. I've got two of them here with thrust vector, and I've got to. I got to work on them. I got to get those down and work on. Them. I, I swear, the whole time you're flying it, you're just cracking up, laughing. It's so yeah, fun. That's yeah. awesome. Your thrust I mean, vectoring, is that like custom made or is that off of like a kit that you modified to fit on the Vigan? It's off of a um, free wing SU-35. SU-35. It's a twin, okay. 70 milli- twin 70 millimeter and it's got a in-runner band and stuff in it. So, I mean, on a single 6S, like 3000, it's, uh, oh, it's unbelievable. They're just so much fun. I, I mean, I've, I've burned up about every one I've ever built. <laughs> yeah. But uh, other than that, try to, you know, chip away at some of these projects. That that, uh, that 700 size AH6I is really, it's taken a lot of time, you know, just a ton of fabrication work in it. Even though there's a lot of 3D printed parts, there's a, a lot to make all this work. A lot of cobbled together stuff, so we'll see if it flies. You're talking about uh, flying that um, that Oxy on 6S. I've got an 800 size I fly on a single 6S, but oh, of man. course it's wow. the scale. Yeah, four blade head. Nice. Oh, nice. But uh, that's if I mean I, I am doing a few little projects outside. I told you last week about cutting some trees down. Not getting killed, mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> just you know, working on putting down some grass seed and just getting things ready for when everybody can come out and fly again. Nice. I am keeping it mode, so if anybody's like on a run by here that's you know out for essentials and they they need to fly, it'll be uh, it'll be kept mode for them. Nice, cool. That's it. Who's next? That's it. You were the last one. Yeah, I think that's it. <clears throat> okay, uh, let's see here. Do we have any listener pipeline? Uh, we do. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Let's... Yeah. A couple? 
I only saw the one. Oh, we got a whole pile of them. Okay. All right. So you are you ready? Use. Yeah, you guys ready? Yep. That's true. Let me see yeah. if this will play. Hey, suckers! It's my D. Guess what? <laughs> it paid off. I got a big time offer from another podcast for some serious moolah, guys. Awesome! How awesome is this? I get to start tomorrow, uh, April first. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> uh, good job, Mike. All right, here's the next one. Yes, this is the CBC, and we're calling in regards to your new ride, the George Baker RC Tunnel of Love. <laughs> okay, we were one. We've done an investigation. We were wondering why the seats were so sticky. Uh, we couldn't understand. We're just trying to figure things out here. And the water had some white stuff floating in it that even we were afraid to test. And that one room just before the exit we used, we found multiple violations, and we need you to shut this down immediately. I mean, really, the black light glowed like a strip club in Jersey City. If you could please get in contact with us so we can get this taken care of, we would really appreciate it. All right. Well, George, that's... you're such a nice guy. Why is, it, why is everybody picking on you? So <laughs> hilarious. It's, I think it's a bit of an initiation. <laughs> now that he's official, it's like, oh, we need to induct yeah. him into it officially. Then, well, hey, listen... you're not a, you're not a target. Yeah, you're not getting out there. Yeah, yeah. Listen, and uh, <laughs> we were initiated. The initiator was. Uh, Bill Ann, when we first started, and look look where that's taken us. Um, I'll say no more and play the next one. Yeah, this is the CBC trying <laughs> to contact George Baker. Yeah, that new ride that we were talking about earlier, the George Baker RC Tunnel of Love. <laughs> yeah, um, if you could give us a call back. <laughs> We've got multiple issues we need to take care of. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And you were saying, <laughs> I don't know if it's, it's going to stop there, but uh, here's the next one we got. Hello, this is Leroy Jenkins, and I'd like to file a complaint against the George Baker RC Tunnel of Love. <laughs> After the ride, I noticed I had a burning sensation while going pee. Now I got crabs, and it's like hell. It's leaking. I tried to explain this to my wife, but she doesn't believe. Oh, shit, here she comes. Someone called 911. This bitch is going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Leroy Jenkins. If anybody should know, he should know to run, right? That's where his claim to fame is to run into a room. Uh, all right. Here's the next one we got. Hello, I've been using this... Uh... Heli dry lube on my shaft, and it doesn't seem to be working. Can somebody help me, please? You need to call the George Baker Tunnel of Love <laughs> um, hotline. Uh, okay, here's the next one. 
That's BYOB. Never mind the heli shaft question. I just read the bottle. It says can cause skin irritation. Never mind. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. And last but not least, this one came in today. <laughs> I got you guys good. That's uh, the best April Fool's thing I've ever done. Try to find me now, huh? No Facebook, no phone. Come to the house, I'm not there. You can't find me. I got myself locked up in jail. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh, jeez. Mike D's in jail. Oh, boy. I don't got no bail money, friend. They'll let him out soon enough. Be tired of it. Yeah, I have yeah, a feeling I'm not the first person to say that. <laughs> so that was it from the listener pipeline this week. Awesome. Cool, man. Thanks, everyone, for leaving those uh, great George messages. <laughs> Every one. <laughs> okay. Uh, is it time to wrap it up? It's time. Okay. Let's wrap it up. That's time. <laughs> Facebook likes. We are at 1293. And that is 32 this week alone. Jeez. Damn it, George. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's really awesome, man. I'm going to butcher pretty much all of these names. Um, maybe, a, maybe a handful I won't, but for the most part, I'm going to butcher them. So let's cue the music and let's uh, read these 32 names off. We have Tiago Lorraine, Celine Yunus, Jung Tak, Errol Modelissimi, Mark Daniels, Scott Grant, Michael Austin, Johan Shu, some guy from Taiwan, uh, Pietro Makietis, Christoph Glatt, Anderson Anderson Santos, uh, Chris Beauty House, Leonard Peace, Fabio Lazaro, Giovanni Califano, Bob Brixis, Michael. I'm going to say it as Model, Motel, Motel, maybe. Uh, Zara, Enki Admiri, <laughs> Kevin Jones, Massimo Minicini, uh, Eduardo Gandara, Utman Saida Ayeti. Oh, wow, this one is Rizard Friedeich, Roddy Clay, uh, Leandro Souza. Yeah, we know Ronnie. Uh, Kindness A. Uama. Andrew Floretti. Carlos Alberto Fernandez. Peter Ochu. Uh, Luke Unger and Tizano Verani. Good job, dude. I think George said everybody that has an impronounceable name or unpronounceable name <laughs> gotta like the free floor I like a lot of Italians yeah mm. yeah maybe we're blowing up in Italy huh yeah okay um, Facebook comments what do we got well we have a few comments on the Facebook post of the last episode 218 virus game on and Mike D said it's about time I don't even know what the hell he means by that. But you replied, Steve, next week I'll make sure it's releasing the following week just for you. <laughs> I don't know. Did I read that it right? Was a, it was a little late, wasn't it? 
Oh, yeah, oh, I, like, I think like what time? What did I post it? Steve took meds Thursday night and then posted about 10, 10 11 a.m. Yeah, something like that. Like, yeah. Sorry about. I mean, that. it's not that late, but you know, we have listeners that are very. Oh, they get a, mad. They're on a schedule. They want their free fall. I don't know why they're not going anywhere to work. So, <laughs> right, doesn't matter. Don't disrupt their week. It's not like you you got to download it before they get in the car and commute to work. That's Andy at FreeFallRCPodcast.show. <laughs> it's in the mound. I was going to say, if you want the episode to be released on time, you need to leave Matt Ruddick a message about why <laughs> the FreeFallRC podcast wasn't mentioned. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, if man. not, I will release it Saturday I'm... at 2.30 in the afternoon. Oh, man. <laughs> You're oh, going to say, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Mike D said, just re release an old episode on Wednesday. I will never know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's true. Our buddies and longtime listener, Steve Wattenberg, said, thanks for the yeah. mes- mention. Listening now, uh, smiley faced, really, Andy? And that's in reference to the pinion, I'm sure. The long awaited <laughs> install of the pinion. And Andy said, Steve. LOL, what? What did I do? And Steve said, the pinion. What pinion? Andy said, okay, fair. By the way, flew it on Wednesday and Thursday. And I said, I told you I could hear that keyboard, LOL. And Steve said, <laughs> Kevin, you should have heard me uh, laughing his ass off when I said that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for brightening our day, man, for sure. Yeah. So- and listening for like forever. He's been with us since the beginning, man. Yeah, I pretty much believe it's day one. Since Code Pox and all that. Remember him? Well, what happened mm. to that guy? What is wrong with him to listen to this crap for this, that long? I know. My wife would like to sit down and have a talk with you, Steve. Because she's always she have like, his head what, examined. What people listen to this? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. What people listen to Pop 40 Radio? You listen to that, and I don't understand that. Yeah, it's like, why do people listen to 95.5? I don't know. I don't know. But people do. Yeah. So that's um, what I saw on Facebook. You guys see anything else? No, I've been disconnected from Facebook for, for a little while these days. Okay. Cool. All right. Website comments. What do we have for website comments? Did we get anything? I don't think we got anything. Mm, Dr. Website? i take a look here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Email basically is what we're talking about. But yeah, we do have a website, George. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, David Hill. Do we read David? Uh, asked asked us a question about the Helifest schedule. Yeah, did we read we that? Addressed okay. that like four weeks ago. Okay, that's the four weeks ago was the last one that we got. Then I guess. Yeah, we got one from Daryl Thorpe. We read last week, and I think that's all. If anybody knows if Javier is still has a internet connection, yeah, what's let us up know. with him? We haven't heard from him since Steve pissed him off like four or five times. Yeah, I think we've pissed him off so many times he quit right man. Yeah. Come on, Javier. It's all it's all in good fun. Yeah, really. You know how many times I'm walking down the street and I get yelled at? Hey Yoder. <laughs> you know <laughs> I was gonna say, you know how many times Steve pisses us off? Are we still here. I'm about to say I mean, every day. Yeah, it was just minute. earlier. Before the show. We're still here. Uh-huh. You gotta have a thick skin. Ask Bill Ann. 
He knows all about it. Yeah. He's still posting videos. Yeah, but where's Bill Ann been? I don't know. He should have like every video from Urcha up by now because he's, he's got at least like twelve to home. thirty full body Carhartt suits. He could just you know rotate them through <laughs> and never get wear the it virus. to work and then yeah. burn it and then wear the another one. The <laughs> wear next it to day. work and then burn it. <laughs> well, I mean, he. I think he works in like a clean room, anyways, doesn't he? Yeah, that's he probably where he is. Like he's probably and everything. He's probably stayed there for the last like. He's living days. in the clean he's room. Living in the clean he's, room. He's, he's making uh, GMO-friendly coronavirus uh, remedies. Potato chips? Oh, okay. Yeah. You eat them and you won't get coronavirus. Oh, so he's, that's that's at least the, uh, what he's trying to do. So Nice. Well, we're all cool. doing our part. Yeah. Uh, let's see. People of Podbean then, huh? Well, listen. There's been some activity on Podbean. All right. What do we got? We have uh, Zermelo and Locri1265 started following us. Um, Mike Welch and Steve Wattenberg liked episode 218, Virus Game On. Uh, Steve Wattenberg liked episode 216, Death Taxes and Podcasting, and 217, Motion RC with Alpha. And Big T, I don't know who this guy is, liked episode 147, Catching Up with Ed Johnson. And episode 148, Mike Welch, Mike Welch. So thanks, everybody. Showing us a little love on Podbean. Awesome. Cool. I do also want to give a quick shout-out to Mike Welch. Uh, I've been kind of talking to him, text-wise and stuff. Um, it's good to Yeah, he's doing good, you know. He's actually one of the folks that was like, have you read that article in AMA Magazine? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, boy. All right. Um, iTunes review. iTunes review. I am checking right now. Since everybody's at home, I'm expecting like at least four I or know. five new reviews. I know, right? Well, maybe that's why, though, because a lot of people listen to us when they, when they commute. Yeah, they listen to us when they're maybe wrenching or doing something. But if you're not flying, I mean, yeah, I don't know how much wrenching people are doing. Yeah, we're we're at a point in time where everybody has like their handgun close by. So the last thing we want to do is turn our podcast on. You know, like I, I know, we'll make that. you so shoot yeah, the radio. <laughs> shoot the radio. No, I was thinking the opposite side. I was thinking you're gonna be so <laughs> so much laughing and yelling at the radio back. You're gonna be like, you won't hear the guy creeping up behind you. You know, so all right. Uh, so, dude, one more thing I wanted to mention um, on social media, though, really quick, is uh, James Cadiz has got a uh, a YouTube channel with his church, Hope for Our Times. If you guys are religious or not, he does has some insight onto some political views and reasons of what's been going on today. And, you know, um, you can check that out if you want. He sent me a link. I, I started watching an episode, and it's it's pretty cool. They talk about the end times and revelations and whether or not we should be uh, scared or not. <laughs> so uh, you can check it out. Jeez. Yeah. Just throwing it out there. You know, I love James. He's a good dude doing his thing on the West Coast, you know. Awesome. Yeah. And he also been posting a lot on his Instagram feeds. So um, Nice. Yeah. Check out that stuff. I don't know what his Instagram name is, but <clears throat> but he has, um, I don't know, he has quite a bit of videos out there now. Cool. So. I'll find it and uh, I'll mention it in next week's episode. It's worth. Um, James is a really good guy and yeah, his cool heart's dude. in the right place and stuff, you know. So yeah. Okay, you ready for the outro then? I'm ready. 
All right. So drop us an iTunes review and we'll read the review on the next episode. Email us at freeforce at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash freeforce podcast. Check out our webpage. Oh, I can't do that one breath. Check out our webpage, freeforcepodcast.show. Say hi to Chris. Hey, Chris. Flight Test Forums, off the field, audio and video production. Other than Flight Test Podcast, Free 4 Podcast. Say hi to David Hill, a.k.a. Hill to Flyer. Hey, Dave. Hi, David Hill. All right, fellow podcasters, we got the Heli Heads Podcast. Heli Heads. That's um, Kevin McGrady, Scott Graham, and Mike Sobey. And sometimes mm-hmm. Daniel. Daniel what? Daniel Boone. You said everyone else's last name, so <laughs> Daniel I don't know. It's almost it's almost like Tarak Turek. Oh yeah, Daniel Turiak. Turiak is on the show. That's right. I remember saying that. Yeah. Daniel yeah. Turiak. Okay. Awesome. Cool. Uh tell a podcast. That's Mike Robert and Rich and Mike. Nice. BKRC. That's what Bert and Kyle? Mm-hmm. RC Roundtable. RC Roundtables with Fitz, Terry, and Lee. And you got to check out Fitz Walker's YouTube page. Yeah. Yes, the been, videos on there. They've been doing some good live shows, too. Like Hobby, Hobby Talk? Yeah. Hobby, they did Hobby. just do a, a live show. Yep. Hobby yeah. View is the name of Hobby View. That's it. Fitz's yeah, Hobby View. channel where he flew the Hellcat just recently. Sorry. Yeah. And the Roundtable's done two or three live shows in the last couple of weeks. Mm hmm. So yep. pretty cool. Check them out. Awesome. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see. RC After Hours. That's with Andre, I believe. Uh-huh. Andre. And yeah. that's it. He's still keeping that thing alive. It's great. Yeah. Man, great job. Uh, high Voltage. With Bobby Watts. All right. Skids Up. Skids Up is with... Um, Paul, Frank, Scott, and Javier. Yeah, they haven't put out an episode in a while, right? No, they'll probably put out one this week. Yeah, tomorrow. Tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, every time I say it, they usually come out the next day, so. Yeah. Yep. Cool. All right. Uh, Inverted Down Under. That's what Ozzy Mozzy and Jeff, and not Mac Ruddick, he's not on that. Who's that? I don't know. All right, and make sure you check out our friend Bill Ann's YouTube channel. (laughs) Wait a minute, I have an announcement. Bill Ann... YouTube channel Bill and Two has posted mm-hmm. a new video. So oh, check it out. Yes. Get out the front door. Really? In these hard times, we have a shining beacon on the YouTube hill, which is Bill and Two. And so what's he cooking up now? And it's Rob McClellan. It's Rob McClellan cooking sausage and eggs. No. I'm ah. not it's Rob McClellan <laughs> flying flying his forty uh, percent extra uh, in a pretty tight spot. Uh, but he's killing it. Like a back of a Volkswagen? No, it, it, at our field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be a tight spot. Backyard. Yeah. Uh, you guys don't know where that that joke's from? In the back of a Volkswagen? No. Yeah. Uh, it's the the whole line is like, oh, he likes to um, uh, he likes to take advantage of girls in a very awkward position, and they're always <laughs> like, oh, in the back of a Volkswagen. Okay. Okay. It's from Mall Rats. Uh. Anyways, <laughs> thanks to our listeners. <laughs> Free our skies, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. I thought it was from Twin Peaks, that show, yeah, no. that movie. Bye. The movie show. <laughs> the movie show. The series that's a movie that's also a show. Yes. Uh-huh.
I can't remember the exact words, but I know it's not that. What, the back of Volkswagen? Yeah, it's like, likes to get her in a tight spot or something. Oh, mm-hmm. the back of Volkswagen? Yeah. Well, That's like pretty funny. Ref- reference to Ted Bundy? <laughs> is that what it is? Isn't that what he did? I mean, he, that was kind of his thing, the Volkswagen deal, mm-hmm. wasn't it? I don't know. Yeah. Well, let me see. Let me look up the thing here. <laughs> Do you know uh, Ted Bundy Volkswagen? Here, so I don't know if you remember the movie, Andy, but this is a joke where TS is like, "What really happened?" Brody's like, "The proprietor of fashionable mail beat me, beat a rain check into my stomach." Gwen says, "Shannon Hamilton." TS says, "Yeah, you know that guy." Gwen's like, "I went out with him once after we dated. He tried to screw me someplace very uncomfortable." Yes, is what oh, like yeah. a back of a Volkswagen? <laughs> Brody was like, "Sounds like his mo." Yeah. You sound really low, Kevin. Do I? Yep. The trouble is, I move this thing. Unlock your wife. We want to hear what you're saying. Yeah, she, she wants <laughs> nothing to do with what I say. Is that better? Yeah, that's better. Uh, she's like, "Are you going to shut up anytime?" Yeah, she's like, "Dude, shut up." You know how many times I've heard that this week? <laughs> a lot. It's only Wednesday. Right. 